Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, something's going wrong with my compressor, but that's okay. <laughs> How about that? That's better. There we go. Wow, it's all happening here. Absolutely flying. 200 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. the 200th episode of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you here once again. I hope you had a lovely night. I certainly did. I'll explain everything. I'm sorry I'm late. And as you can tell, a little bit underprepared. (laughs) Pardon me. Oh, God. I'm going to have to work through some of that lung butter before we get to uh, rolling too far down the road. Oh, man. Woo! Thank you for joining us. Yeah, it was that thing. It was one of those things. Uh, but look, let's before we get to any explanation, thank you to everyone who's a listener to this show. Thank you to the people who subscribe to the podcast. Thank you especially to uh, the Patreons of this show. We made it to two fucking hundred episodes. How about that? How about that? And I only thought about quitting 34 times. That's like a record for me. Mm. Thank you, people are staying happy 200. Thank you for stopping off. You had to come in for the 200 show. I'm sure a lot of people are, you know, wanting to watch Super Tuesday and stuff like that. But if you can spend a few minutes with us, why, that's all okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Thank you for sharing the show out. If you did, if you didn't, get the fuck out. No, no, of course not. You can stay. You can stay. We love you. It's 200, baby. Um, wow. Lucky I have some... Lucky I had some stuff in the tank. Lucky I had some stuff pre-prepared like a cooking show. Here's what I prepared earlier. Because it was one of those things, man. Like, I woke up about 35 minutes after I normally go live. Um, I was actually talking to a couple of people in the chat, like, earlier this morning. And I think I... I my memory hasn't even kicked in yet. I've just smashed down a Red Bull in about four seconds and now I'm on a bourbon and coke so Mm. every Tuesday is super with the boogs thank you Monica (laughs) fantastic stuff Um, (laughs) so uh, yeah I, I was criminally underdone sleep wise my body has a habit of doing this so I only got, I, I got about an hour's sleep yesterday, like an hour and a half, something like that. And I knew today it was going to be the same. Like I was, I only had a window of about an hour, an hour and a half to get some sleep. So, and look, that's not as bad as it sounds for me, believe it or not. Um, I've recent, I've recently been going to like sleep specialists 
um, sleep doctors and stuff. And after having a few nights with like weird machines hooked up to me and people analyzing data about how I sleep and whatnot, um, like there's a couple of things that I could improve, no doubt, but it turns out like I'm in a very, I'm special apparently. It turns out I'm somebody, like there's a few people walking around that really don't need a lot of sleep to function. I've been told. You know, so if most people need between six and eight hours, I can get by. Like, I could have three hours sleep a day, and that's more than enough for me and my brain to reset and do what it has to do, apparently. So even if I can if I can only get, like, a couple of hours, I'm pretty confident that I can still be relatively normal. But I think after a few days of doing that, um, my body has a tendency to just, you know, I'm normally really good at an alarm. As soon as an alarm goes off, I'm bang, I'm up, I'm awake, I'm out. Because I've always done that. Um, but yeah, today, the alarm was probably going off for two hours and my body just decided to go, no, <laughs> we're not waking up. I'm not waking you up, mate. So it's one of those things. It happens, but hey, better late than never. And we are here on the 200th episode spectacular uh, tell you what I'm going to do. We're going to break all the rules tonight. I've got lots of stuff that we can go through. I'm, I want to have some fun. Uh, yesterday, people liked the show yesterday. And thank you to everyone who downloaded the show yesterday, watched the show yesterday, listened to the show yesterday. Um, as you know, there are very few things that offend me. I'm not really the easily offended type. Um, but yesterday's show, that stuff offends me. And it's not in a, it's not in a, like a cucky SJW. Oh my God. How could you say that? It's not in that sort of fainting damsel in distress way of offense. Oh, how could you? Ah, ha, ha, ha. No, when I, when I get offended at something, I take that, I take it at its like true uh, core definition of the word. Like it's something that makes every uh, bone and nerve and sinew in my body like sort of it's like rejecting an organ after a transplant like I just I need to get rid of it um, it's something that I'm really opposed to any kind of encroach, uh, encroachment on freedom and you know and, and, and it's coupled with the with the disappointment and the, the reality and the black pilledness of realising that really we're never going to we, I can't see any way around it because nobody really cares enough to get upset and to be offended by it. So it's one of those things. I'll end up being like a crazy old man in a park somewhere who's ranting about, you know, spy planes and drones and shit. And I was like, oh, don't worry about that. That's Boogie. He used to have a podcast, you know, uh, but now he shits in a brown paper bag and talks to the ducks in the lake. So don't worry about him. Just ignore him. <laughs> I'll, that will be me at some point. I'm almost certain. So there's nothing I can do. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Andrew Jackson, thank you for joining us, sir. Uh, can I give a special tip of the hat to the mods? So you've got uh, Jenny over on Periscope. Um, she's probably got the easiest job because nobody watches on Periscope anymore, and that's okay. Key Wizard, thank you for joining us, Key Wizard. Um, special thank you to the mods, Andrew Jackson, Jenny, all the guys on DLive. And I don't think I have any on Twitch because I don't think anyone follows on Twitch except for Gypsy. So I might make Gypsy a mod after the show on Twitch just just because mm. shaking my cane at the sky exactly brett harris thank you for joining us i've got some uh, aussie stuff to go through tonight so yeah like i said one of those shows yesterday it was like old school boogie bumper just getting angry at the world shaking our fist in in anger and you know laughing as the world burns basically 
but I do want to have some fun tonight. Um, if you want to be on the show tonight, if you're one of the listeners, if you're one of the regs, if you're one of the fans, then you would be part of the Discord. So by all means, jump in the Discord. Jump in the Discord chat. Just jump in the general chat and then I'll see your name there and I'll grab you. And if I don't see you after a few minutes, just type something in the chat room. And like in case I, you know, pass over it. Because I am I do have like six monitors in this studio, which I'm constantly changing and looking at different things and then trying to cover the chat and trying to preload videos and stuff. So we do pretty good. We do okay. So if you want to jump on and have a chat about whatever topic you want, I'm not even fussed. I'm looking at maybe I'll do call-ins one day. Maybe I'll get like some kind of call-in line, even if people want to prank call me and stuff and just uh, do that kind of – because that can be fun sometimes. But then again, other times I really don't want to talk to anybody because I'm obviously far too in love with the sound of my own voice, which is why I talk to myself for two hours. And people and you and you join in and want to listen to it, you sick fucks. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Uh, JJ Stoner in the chat, uh, he wants the Discord link. Uh, can can somebody give JJ the Discord link in D Live, please? Pretty please, pretty please. I never ask you for anything usually. Uh, follow JJ Stoner, by the way. I don't know if you were on today. Sorry, it was one of those crazy days. Like I said, no sleep, no sleep till Brooklyn. So so much to get through. If you'd like to leave a tip during tonight's show, ladies and gentlemen, there's a couple of ways you can do it. Uh, the preferred method is dlive.tv slash boogie bumper. And in case you didn't see my tweet that I tweeted out just as the intro was playing, we are jackpotting dlive tonight. So there's about 3,000 lemons in the chest. Uh, I emptied out my lemons. I put all my lemons in the chest to celebrate the 200th episode spectacular. So at the end of the show, we will be opening the chest and somebody will win... Uh, a lot of lemons. So please, by all means, share that link out. If you are listening on another platform and you aren't on DLive yet, then cart your ass on in if you want a chance of tasting some of those sweet, soury, slippery little suckers. So as uh, my comrade from Hawaii would say, you can get paid just for watching this because he is the perennial hype man. Did you see the news recently about uh, Flavor Flav leaving the entity known as Public Enemy? Which I'm fucking heartbroken about. I know Public Enemy haven't been performing. I know they haven't been touring. I know they haven't been a group for a while. But in Boogie's world, Flavor Flav is Public Enemy. Like, I know everybody goes to Chuck D instantly. But without Flavor Flav, it would just be all of that, you know activism shit that public enemy used to do and like you know some of it's good don't get me wrong it's part of who they are but flavor flav was like the old school nonsense hip-hop balance to their over-the-top activism without flavor flav they're just annoying elizabeth warren fans with flavor flav they're like hey who gives a fuck you know what i mean they're cool they're hip so they got rid of flavor flav exactly ducks regionist it's no public enemy without the flav couldn't agree more couldn't agree more. So we played a couple of Flavor Flav songs this week. Angel Poop says they've been touring for years, have they? I didn't even know. There you go. That's how out, that's how out of the fucking loop I am. Um, so lots to get through. Thank you for uh, joining us on this 200th episode spectacular. Thank you to everyone who sent links in on Twitter. We will get to your links. It's like an old school, old fashioned free for all tonight. But I do have a couple of items I want to share with you first before we get there. 
And I think we'll check in with um, John McAfee again tonight because he brings a smile to my face. I want to show you something. Do you guys remember this story? Now, if you've if you've seen this video before, if you're a long-time listener to this show, you've, you've seen this video before. But I just want to play it for a little bit of context because we might have a challenger. We might have a challenger to this guy who was on the news earlier in the week. But this is also a little bit of... If you're not aware of the rivalry between Australia and New Zealand, it's kind of like the rivalry between the United States and Canada, except we don't hate each other as much as you two do, right? Um, The rivalry between Australia and New Zealand, it's like we're basically like best friends and brothers unless we're playing sport against each other. And then it's the old thing of like the little brother being New Zealand uh, is always the underdog and always has like all of the spirit and all of the, the emotion. And then one time out of 10, they'll get up and punch us in the face. And then we spend the next 10 years giving them a nookie going, you're the little brother. You're the little brother. You can't beat me. Fuck you. Fuck you. Mommy's hitting me. <laughs> so that's like our relationship. But the rest of the time, you know, at the dinner table, it's like, hey, kid, you want you want some of my um you want some of my spaghetti? Yeah, okay. Here you go. Don't tell mum. We're like that. Except in rugby union where they fucking rape us constantly. <laughs> That's the only sport. <laughs> so we so when we're not beating New Zealand in rugby union, we just pretend that rugby union doesn't exist. Nobody in the country watches it. What? Rugby union? Never heard of it. Who's good at that? New Zealand? How would I know? I wouldn't know, man. But if we ever beat them, it's like, oh, yeah, we're back. <laughs> because we're like that as Australians. Uh, you're, you're not a, we don't appreciate you as a sportsman unless you're winning. Then you're just a nobody and we don't care. Hmm. Joe NG says, wait, I'm supposed to hate Canada? Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. I don't know if I told you this story or not. When I was in Scotland... Um, I was hanging out with this guy who was from Richmond, Virginia, and one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, we went out drinking in Edinburgh, and he just, like, for, uh, I'm not even joking, for six hours, I just had tears streaming down my face because of how funny this fucking dude was. It was a, it was a, an incredible night. So we were out drinking, and uh, there was also uh, a Canadian couple. So we were doing, like, a tour of, like the Northern Islands in Scotland. And it was like a three-day tour, so you stop at bed and breakfast and stuff, and of course at night you go drinking. And there was this Canadian couple. So I'm having dinner with this Canadian couple, lovely people, and I see this American guy walk in, and I'm like, I motion to him to like, hey, come and sit down. And he just gives me that, you know, that Jonah Hill gif like that? Mm-mm. No, no. <laughs> you know that thing? And I'm like, don't be stupid. Come on, come on over. And he just pretends to ignore me and then walks away. And then so after dinner, I, I went up to the Canadian couple left. They went back to their room. And after dinner, I went up to the bar and I said, hey, how come you didn't come over and sit with us? And he's like, "Now, nah, man, can't can't fucking mess with Canadians, bro. Can't do it, bro. I'm like, oh, come on. What, what you don't like Canadians? And he's like, no, nah, man, can't fucking stand them. Don't want to talk to them. Don't want nothing. To, no, don't want nothing to do about them, man. Don't want nothing to do with them, bro. And I'm like, well, why not? And he goes, you know what, man? They're just too fucking goddamn nice. <laughs> and I start laughing. I go, what do you mean they're too nice? And he's like, no, no, you don't get it, man. Like, they could they could walk out of their house. Their fucking house could be burning down. 
They could lose their job. Their fucking wife could die. Their fucking house is burning down. And they would walk out on the street that morning and go up to the first person they see and go, fuck me. What a beautiful day. How the fuck are you? You guys, I can't stand people who are that goddamn nice. <laughs> oh my God, okay, fair enough. His niceness made, their niceness made him angry. Couldn't handle it. <laughs> so, yes, you're supposed to hate Canadians, apparently. So, I'm going to show you this video. If you haven't seen it, please don't spoil it for anyone else. We're going to compare heroes. There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. So this is from a few years ago. I think in 2016, uh, this guy became famous in Australia for being the most Australian interview ever. And we're going to compare this with a Kiwi guy in Australia who is now being labelled as like your everyday uh, blue collar average man hero. So I'm going to get you to to com I'm going to get you to compare the two. This is going to be another Australia versus New Zealand competition here. Australian average hero versus New Zealander average hero. So you decide. We'll we'll show the Australian first because it happened a few years ago, and then we'll go to the recent one of the Kiwi. Happened. Oh well, it's really quite funny. I was I was in bed sleeping at uh, two o'clock this morning. My wife comes in and says, "Oh, the shop's been uh, someone ran into the shop." And I said, "Oh, what?" So I jumped oh, out what? of bed and all I had was my undies on. And I've walked out the front and I've seen uh, the car smashed and I've seen the bloke walking back to the car. And so I've walked outside and I said, "Oh, what are you doing, mate?" Like you can't. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I obviously don't talk the same way this guy talks, but he's from Brisbane. I'm from Western Sydney, and I don't really sound like a lot of other Western Sydney people sound. I was raised by people who uh, English is their second language. So I probably picked up, you know, I probably speak a little more proper, so to speak, than other people in Western Sydney, just because, you know, when people speak English as their second language, they don't really have the same level of slang, right? they tend to speak more proper English because that's the way they've learnt how to speak it. So I've, I probably picked up a lot of those kinds of, uh, you know, idiosyncrasies or idiosyncratic, you know, little linguistic cues. So I don't really talk the same. I don't really speak the same. I can because I grew up here my whole life. Like I can go real like fucking sick, you know, and it was fucking full on, mate. But it's just not my natural speaking voice. But I've worked in like blue collar jobs my whole life. So the way this guy speaks, I love it because I like I'm used to it. I've worked with guys who speak like this. Yeah, mate. And then the car came in and just like smashed into the fucking shop, eh? So I've run out and I'm like, oh, bloke, what are you doing, mate? What's going on here, mate? <laughs> so every time I hear somebody who speaks with that real uh, ochre Australian way of, of speaking, like ending your words very abruptly, like not putting the G on things. Yeah, have a fucking have an, have a go, mate, eh? You know, I love it. Can't be leaving the scene. You can't be leaving. Like, bro, you can't be leaving the scene, bro. And he goes, don't be a hero, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting. You've got to hear this guy's story. Look at the reporter, too. Now, you think with that look on her face, she's like, what the hell is this guy? Like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, am I meeting the average version of Batman? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I've, I've thought about this. She wants the D, I think. 
Because this level of manliness, this level of Australian male just radiates, right? <laughs> it infects the women around you. <laughs> couple of friends and I, like, uh, you know, a few of you in the audience, the, a couple of the people who are like on the inner circle, uh, we have like a private conversation group where we were talking about uh, personality traits and, you know, the, uh, the different personality types. So we all know each other's like personality types, you know, those personality tests. And we were laughing about uh, each other's little different foibles, each other's little different, again, idiosyncratic differences. <laughs> And if you get my personality type and you you get like a you can find a meme of what the brain of this person looks like and there is a nice big section right in the middle that says credible sounding bullshit. <laughs> that would be an example of credible sounding bullshit. Well, you see, the Australian male just radiates uh, you know, wild sexuality which is intoxicating for any females who are around them. <laughs> they cannot help themselves. They become moist. They become infatuated with this level of, uh, you know, toxic masculinity. It's permeating. It's coming out of their pores. The scent is, it's animalistic. It's animalistic magnetism. Yeah, that's credible sounding bullshit. <laughs> it's sleeping at uh, two o'clock this morning. My wife comes in and says, oh, the shop's been, uh, someone ran into the shop. And I said, oh, what? So I jumped out of bed and all I had was my undies on and I've walked I out the front and I've seen uh, the car smashed and I've seen the bloke walking back to the car. And so I've walked outside and I said, oh, what are you doing, mate? Like, you can't be leaving the scene. And he goes, don't be a hero, mate. And I said, I'm not... <laughs> don't be a hero, mate. <laughs> trying to be a hero, but the police are coming. And he just decided he'd scoot up the road. And I just said, nah, it's not going on like that, mate. So I jumped in my car <laughs> and I started chasing him up the road. And then he went down a side street and then the police were coming. And I flashed him and sent them off in the direction of him. But, mate, all I had was me jocks on. I, I was chasing him. Brett Harris in the chat, INTP, no, uh, is that you? That's you, yeah, no, ENTP for me. ENTP Master Race checking in, my friend. <laughs> ENTP checking in, you introverted shy fuck. <laughs> I'm up the street and I'm just like, mate, like. I'm just like, mate. <laughs> mate is such a descriptive word. I forget there's some Aussie comedian. Australian comedians are usually trash. Like they're usually, I don't find them funny at all, generally speaking. I don't know why, but they're not very good, most of them. Um, but there's one Australian comedian, I forget, I can't remember which one, who has a whole routine about like how descriptive mate is and how you can use it in any, any circumstance. Like you can get by in Australia. If you're a, a new arrival, it's uh, first of all, welcome to the country. Second of all, you need to go back. But third of all, you can get by not not knowing English, not a word of English except for mate, and it will suit you in any situation. You know what I mean? Like if somebody's really sad, you go, mate. If if somebody's annoying you and you're about to have a fight, you go, mate. Whole <laughs> shit like that. Because you, you told me that this is your mate's shop yeah. and you didn't want him to get away. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, it, well, me mate's mum's had this shop for like 40-odd years and... Uh, Look at it. Look at it. 
Well, it's a mess, isn't yeah, it? Uh, beyond a mess. Oh, like, words, <laughs> words can't explain how it is, mate. Like, <laughs> now, Daniel, you managed to put some pants on. In Look at it, mate. Look at it. In the meantime. Yeah, mate. It's like... good to hear. <laughs> you put some pants on. Yeah, mate. She wants those pants off, I'm telling you. I can sense it. <laughs> do you feel like a hero? Oh, uh, not really. It's, it's just something you've got to do for the community, mate. It's like you look after your mates and your mates will always look after you. There you go. Good. Look at that. That's, that's fucking Australia. Right? Oh, mate, I'm not a hero, mate. It's just something you've got to do for the community, mate. You know, you look after your mates and your mates will look after you. <laughs> so... A man of the community. You you want this guy as a next-door neighbour, right? This is the guy you want to live next door to. So there's your first example. There's the Australian hero. So this was this week, I think a few days ago. Let me introduce the challenger, ladies and gentlemen, to the everyday working man blue-collar hero. Uh, but I, I, I'm pretty sure this guy's from New Zealand. He might be an islander from somewhere else, like he might be Tongan or Samoan or something, but I'm pretty sure he's a Kiwi. So let's have a look at the challenger, right? So remember the Aussie guy. Now, this is the Kiwi. And afterwards, I'm going to get you to vote. And if you vote for the Kiwi, I'll probably ban you from the chat permanently. No pressure. Has become an instant hero on his local grocery run, stopping a robbery in its tracks. Now, don't be fooled by the video evidence. Don't be fooled by the video evidence, all right? We didn't have video evidence for the Aussie man. We have video evidence for this guy. So that's, you know, that can't be a part of the comparison. We're talking about the personality here. Don't be fooled by the shiny things. Don't be lured in by the bells and whistles, okay? By tackling the culprit. T, as his friends call him, was T, the last T. person these bumbling burglars would want to come across. And he joins us now. T, so great to have you on the show. Thank you, how are you? Hey! I, I like him already. <laughs> Thank you, how are you? <laughs> hey, bro. Oh, look fantastic. Hey. I hate how the host starts doing the Kiwi voice. So we can all do a Kiwi voice because we all know heaps of fucking Kiwis, especially if you work in, like, blue-collar jobs. You'll work with Kiwis. You'll work. I used to work with a guy who was called Cuzzy Bro. Like, that's, that's the name that was on his payslip. It wasn't his real name. It's just what everyone called him. Because he called everyone either Cuzzy or Bro. Hey, what's up, Cuzzy? What's up, Bro? Hey, what's happening, Bro? What's happening, Cuzzy, Bro? So everyone called him Cuzzy, Bro. <laughs> Just take us, take us through how this all unfolded, T. Oh, uh, to be honest. Uh yeah, now I'm now I'm sure he's a Kiwi because that shirt that he's wearing, that's a rugby shirt. That's uh, the Waikato Chiefs. It was just like a normal day. Just drive in here to the coals to drop off their magazines. Just just a normal day, bro. Just driving in here to the coals to drop off their magazines, bro. Mm. And then I seen, like, uh, the lady in the medical centre. Medical centre. So I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I didn't know what she was waving at, to be honest. It's another fucking Queenslander, by the way. Where are the Sydney here? I don't think there are any heroes in Sydney. It seems like all the heroes are in Queensland. Here in Sydney, if we see somebody stealing shit, we would say, um, hey, why don't you give me a cut and I'll pretend like I never saw this. <laughs> yeah. But then I jumped out the truck and then um, she was like, these two guys next door in the pharmacy robbing it. And I was like, 
like right now. Right now. And she's like, yeah, yeah right Look now. Look at him and go. So, oh. I was like, oh, wait. So he's standing at the he's standing at the front of the store waiting for them to come out. There then, and I'll go Look at him, look at him. It out. Grabs him. So I just down. Down, and he's on him. <laughs> yes. Oh, and he looks like... He looks like a boy who's put a few away in his time, right? He looks like a guy who's got a low center of gravity. So once he pins you down, once he's on top of you, I don't think you're going anywhere. Stood in front of the... <laughs> Especially if you're like a, um, you know, a mongrel, skinny, rib sticking out kind of heroin junkie kind of individual. Like you don't have the core strength, I don't think, to um, shift this immovable object. Door and then... I looked down and I seen them and I was like, mate, what are, what are you up to? Yeah. And then they just looked at me, turned, turned around, looked at me, and then they started walking towards me. At that time, I didn't know whether they had knives or anything. So I sort of was just being cautious about it, to be honest. Cautious. And then um, the closer they got, <laughs> yeah. I sort of took a step back and then that's when the first fella just ran straight past first me. First fella? I was like, but he got away. And then um, <laughs> the second fella just looked at me. I was like, you're not going anywhere, nah. cuz. <laughs> yeah. And you you're not going anywhere, cuz, eh? <laughs> then what did you do? So I just tackled that fella down. Oh, well, I, that's when I grabbed yeah. the guy and I tackled him on the ground and just held him there. And then I was just literally, he was struggling at first. And I just said to him, I was like, mate, you're wasting your breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then yeah. after after a little while, he sort of, sort of yes, Jenny B nails it. That that is true. I've never thought about it like that. It's a very Kiwi thing. Every sentence sounds like a question, like it always ends like that way, right? And then so I was standing at the front of the shop, eh? And the first fella come out, and oh, he got away, cuz. And then the second fella come out, and I said, "You're not going anywhere, bro." <laughs> sort of just gave up, and then I was he like, just gave up. He was kind of struggling, and I just said to him, like, mate, you're wasting your breath, eh? <laughs> so calm. Like, you're wasting your breath, bro. I have a son. He's 15 years old, so my fatherly instinct kicked in, and um, I just started giving him life advice, I guess. <laughs> uh, did you say to him, Mr. T, did you say to him, oh, too many weights, not enough speed? Oh, Carl, you fucking douchebag. <laughs> oh... Too many weights, not enough speed. Carl, if you're going to do the Kiwi, if you're going to do the Cuzzy Bro voice, you have to nail it. It can't be 50%. It has to be 100% Cuzzy Bro, eh? <laughs> but I should have been. <laughs> I should have been. <laughs> but you must have said yeah, so. You obviously, you had no concern for your own safety. <laughs> Look, hero truck driver told young thief to turn his life around while waiting for police. <laughs> I love this, and then and then you and you tackle him down. Did, did you not, in all seriousness, have any worries about being hurt at all? Because you know you could have had anything. Nah, to be honest, I, that wasn't even in my mind. To be honest, the lady asked for help, and I I was just like. Yeah, yeah, I got your back. Jump in there and just help out, pretty much. Oh, legend. Mr. T, I want to know yeah. what advice yeah. you gave him. Yeah, bro. Because I think it took about 10 minutes for the cops to get there. <laughs> yeah, well, it was pretty much just like, I was like, because at first I asked him how old he was, and he told me 15. So I was like, mate, I got a 15-year-old son. Why are you hanging out with those dropkicks? <laughs> yeah, they're no good for you. 
<laughs> like you got your whole life ahead of you, but you're 15 years old. Come on, mate. And then he he sort of offered me a bribe. He's like, but I'll give you 200 bucks if you let me go. And I'm like, cuz. I pointed at my work truck I was like, but I got a job. <laughs> I don't need to <laughs> Perfect answer. Perfect answer. He offered me a bribe. He's like, bro, I'll give you 200 bucks if you let me go. And so I like pointed at my work truck and I said, bro, I've got a job. <laughs> I don't need your fucking money. I've got a job, mate. You should get a job too, bro. <laughs> Fuck yes. Yes. Your money. Oh, man. You are. And then, um,. I got a job, bro. I don't need your money. <laughs> I got my own money. <laughs> Isn't that the perfect fucking answer? Yeah. And then I'm just like, why are you hanging out with these drop kicks, eh? I was telling him because he's like, just let me go. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to go to jail. And then I just sort of told him, I said, oh, I'm sorry, bro, but this is what happens when you're a naughty boy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> deal with the consequences, cuz. Yeah. Mate, I am transfixed you by go. you. Um, you are, he, he is fucking, he is obsessed with this Kiwi guy, Carl, the host. He just, he, he admitted, I am transfixed by you. <laughs> I find you intriguing. You are a proper, a proper legend. <laughs> the New Zealand Prime Minister is also um, in Australia right now. And elect elect this guy, New Zealand Prime Minister. T for Prime Minister. Well, you're the. You've been. A, this is what happens when you've been a naughty boy, eh? Kind of Kiwi that needs to be celebrated in a very, very large way. Uh, <laughs> would you want to come over my place for a hungy? <laughs> Mate, I'll cook it for you, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> so a hungy is like a Kiwi. It's like a Maori thing where they cook the food in the ground. And, you know, like all the family comes over and stuff. It's called a hungy. Yeah, I'll cook it for you, cuz. <laughs> there you go. All right. So he is very good. Press one in the chat if the Australians win the everyday average hero or press two in the chat if you want the Kiwis to take out the title of the everyday average hero, ladies and gentlemen. I'll give you a minute to decide. It's a tough one, I know. One or two. Who's going to win? And who's going to get banned from the chat for voting too? These are the questions we need to answer. D Live Dingus, D Live's out of here. Ban D Live, ban Piper Ohio. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's it's close. Oh, it's 50-50. No, the twos are coming in. Ones, ones, twos, ones, Kiwi all the way. Ones, three, one and two. <laughs> three. <laughs> I think I think the uh oh it's very close. It's very close. Tell you what, we'll call it a draw. And if somebody goes through and counts the twos and decides that uh, there was actually more twos than ones, you'll get banned. <laughs> Let's call it a draw, shall we? There you go. All right. Uh what can we go to next? We've already been going 40 minutes. Jesus. 40 minutes. Remember, if you want to talk uh, tonight on the show, just jump in the Discord, jump in the uh, general chat, voice channel, and we'll bring you on the show. 
Ah, uh, let's see. What have we got? We've got we've got some stuff that we can go to. And again, I kind of want to keep it fun tonight. Uh, okay. Something that we do often on this show is um, freaks who get surgery. <laughs> so I do have a couple of stories here about uh, freaks getting body modification because we are a body positive program, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we, we want you to be the best possible you that you can possibly be. This is the spiel that I usually give before we do one of these videos. Uh, and I've actually got a couple of them tonight. Uh, Henry St. George Tucker Bumper sent one in as well. So, but this first one, I think you'll appreciate. So we're going to have a look. Um, people are getting plastic surgery, ladies and gentlemen, to look like celebrities. They want to look like famous people without actually being famous. Victoria Flag in the chat says, who is this guy? Why can't I see him? You, oh my God, Victoria, are you going blind? Oh my God, go to the doctor right now. Get someone to drive you to the doctor's surgery right now. You can't see me? I'm right here. I'm sitting right here in front of you. Oh my God, don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Why are my um, alerts not coming up? Because I see you guys are throwing lemons in and I'm not getting my usual little alerts come up. Why is that the case? Why would that be happening, I wonder? Hmm. That's a little concerning. Um, because it's not as fun if I can't get the little alerts to come out. Let me see if I can fix that. I didn't turn it off. I didn't turn it off. Yeah, look, my little things aren't coming up. I'm going to try and fix that. Hang on. Okay. Okay, it's refreshed. It should be working. It should be working now, so... I don't know why it's not coming up for some reason. There we go. There we go. We're back. We're back. Because I like I like my little songs to interrupt me, and you don't and you don't get the validation. You don't get the recognition that you so uh, desperately need in your empty and pathetic lives. <laughs> why do I keep insulting you? <laughs> what an ass! There we go. There we go. Thank you, JJ Stoner. Thank you, American 01. Thank you so much for the diamonds, ladies and gentlemen. That's much better. No, because I like to be able to thank you when you uh, leave a tip for the show. Uh, Victoria Flag, well, I just took my meds. What are you saying? Uh, are you AI? Yes, I am. I am an AI sex robot. Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? All right, so let's get to our first video. To, well, it's not our first video. Like I said, we started late tonight. It's the 200th episode spectacular. Thank you, Y Censored. Thank you, at Y Censored, for the lemon, uh, for the diamond. Thank you, at Y Censored. I don't know your real name. What is it again? At Y Censored. We'll go with Y Censored. That's close enough. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as you know, we are a body positive program 
if you are somebody who likes to feel positive about your body, if you love your body, if you want to love your body, this is a safe space for you. And because we want you to be the best goddamn you that you can possibly be. We celebrate you. Thank you for the diamond. Scream my name. American 01! Joanne G says, this diamond is fake. Okay, thank you for the cubic zirconia, Joanne. Thank you so much. So let's have a look at uh, people who are getting plastic surgery to look like other people. Not to look like a better version of themselves. People are walking into the plastic surgeon's office and handing them a picture of a celebrity and saying, give me one of these. (laughs) Getting plastic surgery to look like a celebrity? Yeah. These women did it. Sarah Schmidt really wanted to look like the first daughter. I want to look like... (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry, but... If the object of your surgery was to look like Ivanka Trump, then um, I feel like that person who I feel like that person who doesn't want to say to their friend that they got a terrible haircut. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, what do you think? Well, well it's uh, it's different. <laughs> All of those things that you say when so when somebody gets a terrible haircut, well, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, unique. It's definitely uh, it's you know very stylish. <laughs> I wanted to look like Ivanka Trump. <clears throat> mm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, it's uh ambitious. She doesn't look fucking like anything like Ivanka Trump. <laughs> like Ivanka Trump. My favourite part is when they say how much money they spent on it. How much did you spend? If you had have saved the money that you spent trying to look like Ivanka Trump, you probably would have been richer than Ivanka Trump at the end of it all. I think she's beautiful. I think she's very poised, classy. She is. You're not. <laughs> I like the way that she carries herself. What's not to like? Sarah pursued top-to-bottom cosmetic surgery to look like Ivanka. I love her nose and I love her cheeks. Sarah wanted to address her chin and her stomach. I definitely, definitely. Flash that belly. They want this gone. I- How many kids has Ivanka Trump had? Like three or four? She's had. She's pumped a few out. I know that. See none of. The- but she can also afford to have like personal trainers and dietitians and nutritionists and stuff working around the clock to get rid of her baby belly. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure she got plastic surgery to make her belly look more like her old belly. This on here. Five. Five fucking kids. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's obviously because Jared's like, uh, I don't care. I'm just going to fuck you whenever I get the chance. <laughs> nice and flat. I would also like the little swoop curve right back there. So not the. What the hell is this, man? Getting plastic surgery to look like a celebrity. These women with a visit from friends. I'm jealous. Aww. And I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to the new me. Woo! Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's let's go back. What the hell is going on here? She's only had three. Okay. The little swoop curve right back there. So, not that we can see it on her, but I know she has it. I've looked. Wow. 
<laughs> you can't see this uh, strange little body feature that Ivanka Trump has, but I know it's there. I've looked. I've been watching you. Sarah pre-gamed her surgery with a visit from friends. I'm jealous. And I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, so this is pre-surgery. So she hasn't had the surgery yet. Ah, okay. Well, that explains it. That makes sense. Gee, I hope they butcher this woman. <laughs> I hope they butcher her. I hope she comes out looking far away. She's not an unattractive girl. You know what I mean? She's, she's a nice-looking girl. Don't you think? Like, there's nothing wrong with her. It always amazes me. Um, we've, we've gone over this on the show before, right? And, like, just the unscrupulous nature of plastic surgeons. Because we've done the videos where people are coming in and they've got, like, you know, size double Z breasts and there's more fiberglass pumped in their, into their face than a fucking prize-winning yacht. You know what I mean? We've covered these people. And they show like the before picture before they started going down this route of having all of this drastic reconstructive surgery. And it's like, you were a very presentable person. You know, what the hell happened? And then I always wonder the plastic surgeon, because isn't there something like called the Hippocratic Oath where doctors are supposed to say they're supposed to do no harm, right? And it seems for whatever reason, plastic surgery, when it was invented, was initially invented for the purpose of like correcting something. So like if you had a scar or some kind of disfigurement after an accident, you know, or a burn or whatever it was, um, that it was used to give you like a new sense of life, a new purpose, right, um, to make you feel better about yourself. But then it just started drifting into, um, you know, like accessory shopping, like oh, I'll just I'll just buy new breasts. I'll just buy a new ass now. I just want a new nose because I want it. Instead of because, you know, I'm trying to correct some kind of accidental disfigurement or something. And for whatever reason, the plastic surgeons, they really don't like as long as your check clears, they're like, "Well, let's let's put you under the knife right now." Like if your breasts are walking into the doctor's office 10 minutes before you get there, and you're going there to get more breast augmentation, like surely the plastic surgeon at some point, the doctor, because they are still doctors, are they not? Surely the doctor at some point said, uh, I, Piper says, I got new breasts, but I had breast cancer. Exactly what I'm talking about. A friend of mine got new breasts after breast cancer. That's f I don't have a problem with that. And like to be fair, I don't have a problem who go with people who go down the radical plastic surgery path either. I'm not really that judgmental. I, I kind of, um, you know, talk. I kind of... Um, you know, express myself in a judgmental fashion, you know, because I think it's funny. But at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like, I'll tell you what I think, but I don't really care what you do. Like, I'll forget about it five minutes later, you know what I mean? So if, you're, if your tits are walking into the doctor's office 10 minutes before you get there, like, you would think the doctor would say, hey, this isn't helping you anymore, you know what I mean? Like, this is doing harm now. You don't need this. <laughs> This is going to make your life worse. You're not going to be able to stand upright. You can't fit in an elevator. Uh, you can't turn without knocking shit off a buffet. Right? But they don't. As long as the check clears, they're like, okay, let's cut this bitch open and do this. Bring in 10,000 more cc's of silicon. We've got ourselves another sucker, a patient. It's time to go. But it always amazes me 
it seems it's it's a vanity project, but it's like an upper middle class vanity project. Because not every, very few people, I think, can find ten thousand or twenty thousand or thirty thousand dollars just lying around to just. Oh, I just want to look like a different person. Most of us just kind of have to make do with what we've got. But whatever. Again, I don't really care. If if you've got the money to spend and you want to spend it on that, then fucking good luck to you. Your funeral. And if they have to make a casket uh, that's 10 feet high, 6 feet long and 10 feet high in order to fit your ridiculously oversized breasts in, then, you know, that's that's a problem between you and the mortician. That's not my problem. But she, she was an attractive girl before. If this is the before picture, I'm still not quite sure. I think this is before. There was nothing wrong with her. Like, if she walked up to me at a bar, I would say, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, I would. All right, let's go. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, it, I, you know, hopefully they butcher her and she looks even less like Ivanka Trump and then it would be like, meh, I don't know. <laughs> so, not that we can see it on her, but I know she has it. I've looked. Oh! Sarah pregame her surgery with a visit from friends. I'm jealous. Aww. And I'm jealous. <laughs> Cheers to the new me. Woo! Cosmetic surgeon Dr. Franklin Rose marked Sarah, keeping a photo of Ivanka nearby. See how Ivanka has such pretty curves. To achieve her look, Sarah needed a total of nine procedures. A nose job, cheek contouring, lip filler, lipo... Un Jesus Christ. Nine? <laughs> And you, like I said, the rule on this show is generally like we want you to be the best possible you that you can be. Even if you are a piece of shit, even if you are a disgusting individual, I want you to be the best disgusting individual piece of shit that you can possibly be. But I don't know if I can endorse this because this isn't you're, this isn't really about you, is it? Like you're not trying to be the best possible you that you can be. You're trying to be a best buy version of Ivanka Trump. You're trying to be somebody else. I want you to be the best you. I don't want you to be the second best Ivanka. I want Ivanka to be Ivanka. I want you to be you. But now you're going to be Ivanka. I, I don't get, I can't endorse this. <laughs> Under her chin, bra fat lipo. Bra fat. <laughs> I've never heard it referred to that before. I'm going to have to bring that term into my rotation now. Dude, dude, check out the bra fat on the blonde. <laughs> nice bra fat, baby. Show us your bra fat, bitch. <laughs> bra fat. Have you ever heard that? Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. That is some nice bra fat. <laughs> Lipo on her tummy, hips, and thighs, and a Brazilian butt lift. A Brazilian butt lift. Are they going to wax her ass before they... I don't get that. It took seven... <laughs> Angel poop. Um, men like bra fat. <laughs> hours in surgery. Six weeks later, her friends gathered to witness the new Sarah. Here's the big reveal. Um... <laughs> um, she kind of looks the same, <laughs> doesn't she? I'm going to have to see one of those side-by-side -side before and after jobs. And the crowd approved. 
she really kind of looks the same. She looks a bit more like a man now, which I don't think Ivanka does. Nah. Nah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a waste of money. She she looks the same. <laughs> She's beautiful. She's so gorgeous. Oh, the friend isn't bad, though. Crowd approves. <laughs> See, now the friend is obviously, uh, you know, very attractive compared to the person getting the surgery. And I think the friend is like, because this is what I think women are like. So this friend would have been encouraging her to get this surgery the whole time because for some reason, women don't like telling other women that they're fucking their life up. They would rather encourage them to continue fucking their life up. So I think this, you know, obviously more attractive friend was probably the whole time going, yeah, you should absolutely get the surgery. Um, if it makes you feel better, you're going to look amazing. I think it's the right thing for you. But deep down, she's probably wishing that she's probably hoping that it doesn't work because in their circle of friends, she's probably the most attractive one and she wants to remain the most attractive one because her whole life growing up from high school into college and everything her whole existence is defined by her social structure and her being at the top of it. <laughs> her being the most attractive one. Her being the, at the, you know, there's like say there's three or four girlfriends. She would be the one that the men always approach first and she feeds off that energy. She loves the attention. So like I'm just fucking psychoanalyzing this person. I don't know a thing about them. <laughs> So she's probably encouraging the friend to get the plastic surgery because she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have the ability to tell her that it's a mistake. But deep down, she's hoping that it doesn't make her look more attractive. And now you can see the the big smile on her face, those pearly whites shining. The big smile. Well, I think she looks amazing, but she's happy because she doesn't look any better. <laughs> I think that's right. I obviously understand women like, you know, implicitly. <laughs> It's just like Ivanka. Who's prettier, Sarah or Ivanka? I say Sarah. That's that's the kind of um, unbiased, objective medical assessment that $40,000 will get you from a plastic surgeon. <laughs> well, I think you look better than Ivanka. Fire this man. Get him the fuck out of my office right now. Look, and look, she's amazed. Oh, thank you. You've, you've got to know he's bullshit. You've got to know he's fucking lying, right? You have to know that he's not telling the truth. You've just paid him a small fortune. You've just bought him a yacht. Well, I think after, after I've performed my surgery on you, I think you look better than Ivanka. Oh, you're so sweet to say so. Are women really that easy? Are they really that easy? Baby, I just think that you're the most attractive girl on it. I just think you're the most attractive girl here. Oh, well, thank you. doesn't matter if it's a lie. They just like hearing it. Lads, if, there's your tip. There's your boogie bumper endorsed tip for this evening. Even if the compliment is a lie, you still give the compliment. Because they care about hearing the words. They don't care about the intent behind the words when it's a compliment. <laughs> Every other time in your life, when you're being genuine and honest, they will be looking for hidden meanings in everything that you say. 
The only time that doesn't apply is when you're giving shallow, empty compliments. That's the only time they don't look for hidden meanings. That's the only time they pretend like there are no hidden meanings is when you're complimenting them on their appearance. Every other time, it doesn't matter what you say, you'll say something and the woman will hear whatever she wants to hear. I, I absolutely have the Ivanka look I wanted. It wasn't Dr. Rose's first time making someone look like a Trump. A Houston mom wanted to look more like Ivanka's stepmother, Melania. I know that um, some people get offended when people talk about the Trump cult. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please. <laughs> I don't care who you vote for. If you're getting plastic surgery to look like Melania, I'm sorry, that is cult-like behavior. You are now in the Trump cult. If you're getting plastic surgery to look like Ivanka Trump, you are in the Trump cult. And they probably vote Democrat. You know what I mean? That would be the icing on the cake. Would you vote for the guy? Oh, God, no. God, no. I'm not voting for that fucking racist. I just want to look like his wife. <laughs> it's like, cuckoo. <laughs> Don't you want to know how it would feel to be fucked by the president? Oh, you must really like Trump, no? Fuck no. I just want to look like Melania. <laughs> Melania Trump is the most beautiful woman. Interior designer Claudia Sierra wanted to get nine procedures to resemble the first lady. What is there not to like? She's perfect to me. This is the perfect woman. Okay, she's perfect, but you're going to be the less than perfect version of that. The much left less than perfect version of that. Claudia was to get an eye lift, fat grafts, rhino... <laughs> ben K. Veritas, very good point. To be fair, people get surgery to look like a lizard and a Barbie. Yeah, but you know what? I would, I, I kind of have more respect for that. In a very sort of weird way, in a very crude way, I respect the people who want to look like a Barbie doll more than the people who just want to look like Ivanka Trump or just want to look like Melania. Because they're, they're trying to achieve a non-human standard. Like, they are literally trying to look plastic. And that makes sense if you're getting plastic surgery, obviously. Irrational Times, thanks for joining us. Uh, if people didn't tune in yesterday, Irrational Times, I love your little fucking game shows, man. I love it. It's just so nice and fucking, it's so fucking family friendly in there. It really is strange. Like, because, you know... We have like our different circles of streamers and stuff and, uh, you know, there's different universes that we kind of circle around and they, there's, there's a general style to the kind of people that we watch and it tends to be, you know, sarcastic people, um, people who can be offensive from time to time or people that go like deep into politics and stuff or media analysis or whatever it is. There's all of these little universes, black-pilled people, right, uh, comedic people, and we tend to, you know, people like myself in Irrational Times, we see each other in other shows because we kind of, you know, we're circling around the same uh, streams. And But the, if you tune into Irrational Times, he really does something different to everybody else. And he puts a lot of thought into it and a lot of preparation. There's like music and it's it's game show trivia stuff. I just think it's, I just think it's great. And I fucking love that. So thank you, man. And welcome to the 200th episode of The Daily Boogie. 
Uh, we're laughing at freaks who are butchering themselves to look like famous people. Plasty, breast implants, a tummy tuck, lipo, and a Brazilian butt lift. What the hell is a Brazilian butt lift? Okay, so it's from head to toe. Claudia also got hair extensions and clothes to match Mrs. Trump. Jesus. This is the... Get the... How about this? Get the get the clothes first and then decide if you want to get the tummy tuck, the breast augmentation and the Brazilian butt lift and the fucking nose job and the lip filler. How about this? Why don't you walk around in the same clothes as Melania first and decide if you still want to do it? Decide if you still want to look like a budget version of the first lady. Because maybe if you wear the dresses and that kind of thing and you walk around like when you know with your head high and you do that kind of regal way of walking around, maybe you won't like it after a week and you'll save yourself a lot of money. Little blouse that she wore with the famous bow. On the eve of the surgery, Claudia's friends gathered. I think she's lovely and beautiful already, but... Now this has got to be doubly offensive because... Obviously, she's a little older than our last one, little which is fine. That she wore with the famous bow. But isn't she? A, she's an interior designer, I think. Now, if you look, she's already the most attractive one out of her group. <laughs> so the dynamic is different. Um, on the previous one, the most attractive girl was saying congratulations for getting the surgery, but probably deep down was overjoyed that the girl didn't end up looking more attractive than her because she defines her shallow existence by being the most attractive person in the group. Here, all of the other women are actually already openly hating her, but low-key, because she's already the most attractive one. And it's like, oh, my God, are you going to go in and get more fucking surgery? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Can you believe this bitch? Hi, Sally. We were just talking about your surgery. We think it's so brave what you're doing. We just really love that you have, uh, you know, like the courage to follow through on what you think and who you are. We just really love the fact that you want to be Melania Trump. We just think you're so brave. <laughs> On the eve of the surgery, Claudia's friends gathered. I think she's lovely and beautiful already, but I support any decision she makes. Claudia had to assure her sons that it would all be okay. I was about to say she likes a toy boy, but... <laughs> It turns out it was the sun. I'm glad I held that one in. Inside voice, Boogie. And uh, where is the husband? <laughs> where And where might the husband be? And does he approve of this radical uh, transformative surgery, I wonder? Mm -hmm. I, I bet like the husband walked out like six months ago or something. It's amazing how many of these women spiral after a breakup. It's like, well, you know, I was married for 12 years and we were very happy. And then uh, my husband left and now I decided that I want to look like a centerfold uh, heroin addict. Oh, okay. You know, I was married for 22 years and we had a lovely relationship and my husband left me for a 19-year-old. So now I want to uh, look like I'm melting by the age of 45. Oh, good. Good decision. Scared for mommy? Uh, a little bit. I'm still going to have the same eyes and the same voice. On the day of surgery, Dr. Rose gives a preview. We're going to lipo. I'm still going to have the same eyes and the same voice, little Timmy. Oh, that's good, mummy. But I'm not going to be here every Friday and Saturday night because this is going to give me the renewed confidence I need to fuck the pain away of your husband, of your father leaving us. <laughs>
Vapor, vapor. And when you hear me um, with male suitors, a different male suitor every Friday and Saturday night, shaking the paintings off the wall in my bedroom, I want you to think of your father, my husband, on a beach in Tahiti with that slut from down the road. Okay. Okay, Timmy. Bye-bye now. Mummy loves you. We'll have a, a nice curvy buttock. We're going to get you skinny, skinny, skinny. It's the same doctor. It's the same fucking doctor. <laughs> it's the same guy. What, does he just specialise in making people look like other people? What the fuck? Skinny, skinny. We're going to make a little baby incision right here. A little ba baby incision. And she's off. And she's off at racing. We want to get those pictures. After nine hours of... I fucking... <laughs> He has pictures of Melania next to you. Oh, okay. No, that would not make me comfortable at all. <laughs> so what? He's got a scalpel in one hand and a picture of Melania in the other. He's like, well, if we just carve a little bit down here, like just hold. Can you hold that picture up next to her face? Uh, no, we'll just chisel a little bit more jawbone off the bottom. Oh, too much. Too much. Get the uh, nurse. Can you get the clay? Can you get the clay so we can fix this, please? <laughs> so, uh, 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 doctor, shouldn't you have studied the look? Like, do you really need to go off, uh, you know, crib notes here? Do you, do you really need, like, a, a, a visual guide? Shouldn't you already know what you're doing? That's horrifying to me. <laughs> Surgery and weeks of healing, Claudia Whoa. was ready to show off her new look. I absolutely love my transformation. And what will her friends think? I'm so excited. I'm ready. I'm ready to come out. She had a Texas-sized reveal party. She looks so much like Melania. Doctor. She looks so much like Melania. No, she doesn't. His reveal party. Except for the hair. The hair is spot on. So whoever the hairstylist is, well done. The hair is, they have absolutely nailed the hairstyle. Oh, granted, the rest of you, no. <laughs> the rest of you does not look like Melania. And the, pardon me, and the dress. So the two things that could have been changed without surgery are absolutely 100% on the money. Everything else that was changed due to the surgery, eh, I don't see it. <laughs> this surgeon just must be laughing all the way to the bank. Like yeah, Piper Ohio says, nah, tits are too big. Yeah, right? Because Melania isn't an overly breasted woman, is she? She's not particularly busty. Dr. Rose was impressed with his own handiwork. I was shocked. I did. Oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> I was shocked at how good a job I did on this woman. It was amazing. You know, I was feeling inspired. You know, as soon as that check cleared and that money and this sucker's money hit my bank account and I was able to put another down payment on my Ferrari, as soon as that happened, I just felt like the hand of God was on my scalpel. I just knew right there and then that I was going to make this poor, rich idiot's dreams come true. I'm just so impressed with what I've done. I have just, I think I have, this could be the best possible transformation that I have ever been a part of. <laughs> what about Ivanka? Is she here? Is she here? No, Ivanka, honey, you're the one that I'm most proud of. I'm only telling her that because she's here. I would never, I would never say that in real life. 
I'm just so impressed with what I've done. <laughs> I didn't recognize her. I said, is that Melania Trump? I'm so excited. I'm absolutely overwhelmed. But. No. Lips are too big. Uh, her cheekbones are too high. Uh, she's probably two sizes too big. Her eyes, the eyes, right? She needs to get the opposite of um, an eye job done. She needs to make her eyes smaller if she wants to look like Melania. Melania has that very Eastern European thing, which I think comes from being uh, her ancestors being raped by the Mongolians for about 300 years. <laughs> Which sounds insane unless you actually look at what the Mongolians were able to do when they had an empire. Um, so there's a lot of people like in that, you know, just south of Russia and Eastern European part where it curls around that have like those little, that little bit of an Asian eye thing going on. It's because the Mongolians were raping their ancestors for 300 years. So all of their genetics got all mixed up and stuff. So she's got that look going on. She doesn't look anything like her, let's be honest here. Except for the, the hair, like I said, is good. But other than that, yeah. Dr. Rose doesn't just do trumps. Tanya Ricardo wanted to look like Meghan Markle. Oh, here we go. <laughs> do you want to marry a prince too, honey? You know, I've, I've done surgeries to make uh, rich women look like Ivanka and Melania, but I think that this one... Looking like Meghan Markle is probably the best work that I've ever done, honey. This is probably the most inspirational thing I've ever done. That'll be $60,000, okay? She has these great curves. Tanya got eight procedures from Dr. Rose. Those See, she's not ugly either. None of these women are unattractive. None of them. Like, I can understand, you know what? If you were a hideously unattractive person, like, I'm not, I don't consider myself to be uh, 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 attractive, right? Like I said the other day, I'm somewhere between a three and a one, but I think it's probably different for a guy. If you're a guy, you can get away with it a little bit. You know, you, you, if you're an ugly guy, you work out pretty early on that if you want to get the girl, then you're going to have to rely on other things rather than your looks. You either have to have a lot of money, which I don't, uh, you have to be funny and engaged. You have to make the girl laugh, which I can do. Or you have to have a ridiculously big dick, <laughs> which the jury is still out on that one. I'm not revealing. So you figure this shit out. If you're not a good looking guy, you can still get a good looking girl. Um, as long as you're able to do one of or, you know, hopefully a multitude of those three things, right? Have a big dick, be funny, and have lots of money. You'll get any girl you want. You don't have to be an attractive guy. So I get it. It's a little bit different. But, like, look at her. She's – she's. don't you think she's a good-looking chick? Don't you think she's a good-looking girl? She's got nice big eyes. She's got nice full lips. She's got a cute – that cute sort of little buttony kind of nose that I really like. Uh, you know, she's – well proportioned, she's well endowed. Like, there's nothing wrong with her. Why would you? Why would you do this? I don't get it. There is nothing wrong with her. She is a, a solid mid sevens, I think, mid to late sevens. I would put it as. Those included cheek contouring and filler, lipo under her chin, breast implants, lipo on her tummy, hips and lower back, 
and a Brazilian butt lift. She's got a nice butt. Again with the Brazilian butt lift. I'm ready. Three weeks later, she gets some Markle style and then greets her family and friends. You know what? That first moment where she walked out, I thought that's probably the best one we've seen so far. It still doesn't look a lot like Meghan Markle, but the, that first flash that we saw of her face, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's not too bad. Then greets her family see and if friends. I can, see if I can grab it. That might, like, you see that and from a distance you're like, okay, you know what, that's not too, that's not too far off. But I think I'm being fooled by the hair again. I think the hair is is catching us out. She looks prettier. <laughs> it's the same guy. It's the same goddamn fucking guy. <laughs> well, I think she looks even more attractive than Megan Michael, don't you think? <laughs> this guy just takes he takes tens of thousands of dollars from these confused women. He takes tens of thousands of dollars from these women who have a, a form of body dysmorphia that is socially acceptable. That's what we're de- that's what we're dealing with here. Whether you want to admit it or not, this is body dysmorphia that everybody celebrates. Other forms of body dysmorphia people treat as a, mel- a mental illness. So if you want to cut your own leg off, if you want to cut your own penis off, if you want to do something like that, that is body dysmorphia that somebody will treat as some kind of a problem that needs to be treated. But if you want to carve little pieces out of your face and insert plastic into your ass, that is a form of body dysmorphia that will have the entire room going, yay! We're completely fucking psychotic as a species. We are completely unhinged. This kind of body dysmorphia? Oh, no, that's no good. You should see a psychiatrist. You've probably got some very deep-seated emotional problems. This kind of body dysmorphia? Wow, you're just so brave, and I think it's amazing, and you look fucking great, honey. Give me money. (laughs) (coughs) It's fucking sick. She looks prettier. I am extremely happy with my Meghan Markle makeover. Yet there may be a shortcut to getting that Markle. Mark Markle is like um. Mm. <laughs> I don't really have a type, but if I had a type, it would be like uh, I I do like blondes. Got to say, and they've got to like have a pretty smile, and nice big eyes and full lips, and be like a bubbly personality. You know, a cheerful kind of person. Uh, I would say like fun in the sun. If that can be a personality type, fun in the sun. The kind of person that wants to skip around at the beach and just be innocent and naive. <laughs> but uh, Markle, I, I think, is like, oh, yeah, she's good. I don't know why, but there's something about her that I like. Sparkle. Are you all set to look like Megan? Yes, I am. <laughs> Dr. Norman Rose. What, have we got another Megan Markle now? says Markle's nose has been in demand. Her nose looks wonderful in profile. She's got a very petite, very feminine look to her nose. Karina Catapano went to Dr. Rowe for a Markle schnozzle. He injected fillers to even out everything. Just a little pinch, but after that, I don't feel anything. After 20 minutes, the difference is evident. I love it. I'm so excited. Eh. 
Yeah, I don't. Again, I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it. How long have we been going? Nearly an hour and a half. You know what? We'll go overtime tonight because it's the uh, 200th episode spectacular, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go overtime. But in the meantime, um, I will take just a quick break because I want to get myself a drink. Um, I want to get a refreshing drink. I would like a refreshing beverage to celebrate this 200th episode spectacular of the Daily Boogie. We've got so much we haven't even gotten to yet. Like the show's nearly over and we, we've we barely even started. So, um, but I do like, so if you want to uh, talk on the show, then over the next five minutes or so, um, I'm going to go and get myself a drink and then we'll be right back and then we'll cover some other fun stuff if you like. So if you want to uh, get on the show, now would be the time to get in the Discord. And when we come back, uh, I'll get to your calls on the Discord. We'll do some other stuff and we'll get to the stuff that you sent in on Twitter. Uh, and if you still, if you want to send in an article or a clip or a link or something on Twitter, just head, it's the pinned tweet on my timeline. You can't miss it if there's something that you want us to cover. Uh, cover. Uh, Carol just, uh, Carol says, what did she do? I just got here. Can somebody please fill Carol in <laughs> of what we're doing here? <laughs> So I'll jump out for five minutes and um, then we'll come back, take your calls if, if you want to call in, jump in the Discord, jump in the uh, general chat and I'll grab you and we'll do some other stuff and I'll be back in about five minutes. Just going to grab myself a drink. So I'll be right back. Sit tight, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the Daily Boogie 200th episode spectacular. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to become a supporter of the show, uh, patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Subscribe by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to complain about me taking a quick break to get a new drink, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. And of course, thank you to everyone for your contributions. DLive.tv slash Boogie Bumper. I'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, make yourselves comfortable. If you leave in the next five minutes, thank you for joining us. So long, sucker. If not, I'll see you in a, in a few. All right.
back ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us thank you for sticking around i see we lost um a handful of people jokes on them because now we're going to do the real stuff <laughs> now we're going to do the real show let me tell you about the deep state no no just kidding Welcome back. I see nobody jumped in the Discord. That's okay. You're all shy. You're all nervous. That's that's no, that's fine. That's fine. Alrighty. Where the hell were we? <clears throat> now, I did plan on doing um, the story that Henry St. George Tucker Bumper sent through. That's a fucking mouthful. Eaton. <laughs> I much prefer General Eaton. <laughs> do you have a plan? No plan. Um, I was going to do that story, but I kind of want to check in on John McAfee, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, partly because I'm infatuated with the man and fascinated by him. Uh, but second of all, because I know it, it pisses off a good handful of the people on you know in the audience. I join you in Discord, but I'm not on your server. You can get on my server. You can be on my server if you want. Would you like to be on the server? Okay, tell you what. Anybody who wants to jump in the server, I will send the invite out now. Uh, let me get the right room. Okay. Thank you for the tips, guys. Much appreciated. Okay. I am putting the link to the Discord server in the chat. If anybody wants to join us, they are more than welcome to do so. Is this the Daily Boogie or the Daily McAfee? 
We don't do... It's the weekly McAfee, the daily boogie. I like to check in with John once a week just to keep track of what he's doing, see what he's up to. And he's been a very busy boy. Thank you for the diamond. American 01! McWeirdo, she says. American 01, are you the first American? American 01, or was there an American double zero? American 01's a blonde. (laughs) Welcome to the show, American 01. Hi, how you going? Well, hello. (laughs) I don't know why I'm just being a creep now. I'm in that kind of a mood to be a creepy asshole. I mean, I do sit in the shadows, so it makes sense, right? You know, I could be a sex offender. Who knows? Yes, I'm very offensive during sex. Mm. One of my longtime listeners, um, I won't reveal their name, which is fine, because we do have uh, like an eclectic um, collection of listeners on this program, which I love, which is great. It used to be a lot more diverse but since periscope has kind of gone downhill i haven't really spoken about this much um periscope like so that's the app that i started on a few years ago and for people who were on periscope in the old days like you can see now like the overwhelming majority of my audience is on d live and thank you so much for following us over to d live because i think periscope's probably slowing uh, dying a slow death um for those who are around like the early days, like it's probably over three years ago now that we started on Periscope. And it was it was a very different app back then. It was a lot better than it is now. And I remember like there was, I think because it was smaller or something, but we had like, um, it wasn't uncommon for you know, hardcore far-right white nationalists and hardcore far-left communists to be in the same periscope talking to each other, right? Like, you used to get that a lot. Um, And I would have, like, the whole spectrum of people in my audience, but we all used to go around and, like, go into each other's scopes and stuff. But it's weird. It's like, you see, uh, Angel Poop, yep, old scope versus new scope, night and day difference, yeah. The new one... Like Periscope now is not what it was a few years ago. And unless you were on it a few years ago and streaming and part of that community a few years ago, you wouldn't get it. But now it's just like a, it's, there's a lot of just like toxic shit. It's, it's become, you know, and I love the people who watch on Periscope still, don't get me wrong, but uh, you are excluded from this obviously, but it's become a, a place generally for, you know, angry um, boomers to complain about things. It's really like, what's the... It's either, um, you know, drunk African-American males, right, ranting into a camera, or uh, dumb white girls putting on makeup or angry boomers whining about stuff. And that's that's really where it's at now. And it's just fucking whinge, whinge, moan, moan, whinge. I hate this person. I hate that person. This guy sucks. Fuck him. Why it's and and they ruin everything because that generation again present company excluded, but that generation like they saw something that was um, organic and was uh, real and it was fun 
and people were mixing with each other and offending each other and challenging each other and all that kind of thing. And they stepped into this world and decided, no, everything has to mirror what I want. Like everybody has to have the opinion I have. Everybody has to uh, speak the way I want them to speak. Everything on this app must be what I want it to be. So they fuck everything they touch, these people. They ruin everything they touch. And eventually, I think a lot of the really good periscopers, like there used to be probably 10 different periscopers that I would be a big fan of. And just because like they were raw and honest and didn't even matter, like I said, if they were far left, far right, that was kind of the vibe of the app a few years ago. You just went in like to everybody else's scope and like challenged them and stuff. That doesn't exist now. Now it's like, if you do that kind of thing, eventually you'll just get worn down by again the angry boomers who just fucking moan that whatever is whatever they're watching doesn't mirror their opinion closely enough and so they get in these little toxic little circles and they just fucking whine to each other <laughs> so it's it's a completely different app to what it was 3 years ago <clears throat> and i've thought about like just ditching it altogether because any of the like toxic shit that i come across it's only from periscope other apps, people don't care. Other apps, people are more like easygoing or, uh, you know, if they don't like something, they just don't watch it. Periscope is the only one where people feel like they have a responsibility to involve themselves in things that they hate for the purpose of announcing to the collection of the boomers around them that they hate it. I don't get it. I don't know why. It's not the kind of thing I do. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe that's how they roll. I don't know. So, like, all of the good people have just been slowly replaced by, like I said, a collection of angry boomers who fucking whine about shit. And I'd, like, it's not like, I, you know, I've thought about ditching it, but then again, I'm like, ah, oh, well, it wouldn't be fair to the people who like it on Periscope, so whatever, you know. But I have tossed it up, man. Um, the reason being is because, you know, like I said, my Periscope audience is really small right now, which is fine by me. I don't mind because... Like I said, the cool kids came over to DLive, which I think is a very different app. It's an up-and-coming app. You know what I mean? It's going to take over Periscope at some point, and I'm very happy about it. They treat their streamers a lot better, and the communities know who they are a lot more. Like, again, they don't waste time uh, whining about stuff that they don't like on the app. So they just do their own thing. So, <clears throat> um, so I've thought about but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, that kind of shit, like these little sewing circles of people just fucking bitching and moaning about stuff, and they're completely irrelevant and most of the time have no fucking idea what they're talking about anyway. But I just... It's it's not like uh, it offends me or anything. I just don't want anything to do with it. Like, I don't want to be around it. You know what I mean? I don't want to be near you as a person. Like, it's the complete opposite of being offended or hate-watching or, you know, caring what you think. Care, you're, you're so irrelevant to me, I don't even want to be on the same fucking app as you. Because, like I said, any kind of, uh, like, that shitty, narky, backbiting, any kind of that pointless drivel that I come across, it only ever comes from Periscope people. Nobody else. <clears throat> so, like I said, the app has completely changed over the last few years. Three years ago, it was fucking rocking, man. And we had some wild times. It was fun. And there were a lot of fun people who used to do scopes.
now there's a lot of very boring people who just sit around, very boring boomers who just fucking whinge about other boring boomers. <laughs> it's like, uh, so I, I don't even use the app anymore. <laughs> I don't even open it most days. If I do, if I if I happen to see um, a show, like if I happen to see someone I like, I'll go in and share it, and then I'm pretty much out of there. But whatever. All right. Oh, Rational Times. Let's bring on a Rational Times. He's in the general chat. I've, I've joined him in the general chat. Uh, can you hear me, sir? I sure can. How are you doing? I'm great, man. It's good to talk to you. <laughs> you too. You too, Boogie. Nice. Nice. How about this? So how are you? So for people who don't know you, and I've been trying to get people to watch you because I think what you do is fucking great. I just love it. So can you tell, tell, us, tell us about yourself? So who are you? <laughs> who is your daddy and what does he do? What's your father's name? That's what we say around here. Uh, there you go. Uh, what you you made me say you you made me out to sound like a saint earlier. <laughs> I I appreciate that, but I, I, you know I could be hit up for hate speech at any second as well. You never know. I just might snap and. <laughs> but you but you do it in such a friendly way though that I think it would be difficult. Like you could say something really heinous and horrendous, and the people who are trying to censor you would look and go, "No, that wasn't." Does that does that? No, he must. I be. have a hard. <laughs> I do have a hard time being mean. Mm. That's for sure. Even though I do have, uh, you know, I have a lot of uh, opinions and outrage of what's uh, going on in the world. But uh, sure. I, I try to. I, I feel like you know everyone's out there. I guess in our community, we're like spurging out, you know, running off at the mouth and just kind of. Um, I, I don't know, just being so quick to just uh, say whatever's in their head and they kind of play their cards so quick and let everything out, you know, and sure. no one keeps their cards close to their vest anymore. They just kind of word everything out. That's I had a friend come over. That. Yeah, it's so true. Like, um, so two things quickly. Uh, were you here when I was telling the story about the um, American guy I met in Scotland and the Canadians? No. Okay, so you're, if my ac your accent, you're a Canadian, right? Is that fair? Yes. Okay. So I was, I'll quickly tell you the story. So I was in Scotland and we were doing a tour of like the Northern Islands in Scotland, like the Isle of Skye and stuff. And I met an American guy from Richmond, Virginia, and he was a very funny man. And um, I was having dinner with this Canadian couple and I called him over to the table because me and this American guy got on really well. And he kind of gave me this look like, I don't think so. And so after, <laughs> after dinner, I went up to him and I said, why didn't you come and sit down with us? And he said, I can't, I can't deal with Canadians, man. And I'm like, well, what's, what's the problem? Like, they're so nice. And he goes, that's the problem. They're too fucking nice. And I'm like, how, how can somebody be too nice? And he's like, well, you know, your wife could die, your house could be burning down, and you would walk outside and go, fuck me, what a beautiful day. Like, he goes, I can't stand that. So, and, but just, just what you said before, like, I, I, you know, I try to be nice to people. It's like, it's like oh, no shit. Well, look, I've, I've uh, you know, a few years ago, I went through a phase of, uh, you know, like everyone, I think, you know, you go through this phase of figuring out what's going on in the world, and sometimes you, you get angry and people deal with it different ways. And I've kind of, uh, you know, offended people and made people <laughs> made some women cry <laughs> by saying just by saying the wage gap doesn't exist, you know, or stuff like that. Like, uh, you know, but you learn how to say things as you go and you learn how to tread yeah. lightly. Like, but now it came around the other way just the other day where we had some friends visiting or uh, sorry, a friend visiting. I haven't seen her in about eight years or so since our son's been born. And she came over and it was great, you know, blah, blah, blah. We had a good time hanging out. But then we started talking and I forget my, my wife, my wife gets us into all kinds of trouble because she has, uh, she has opinions too. And she, when she says, them, uh, I don't know, 
people then seem to attribute like I'd, I'd be the one brainwashing her you know this is the kind of oh, thing you get yeah, like yeah. she can't have her own opinions yeah and this this friend that was over is um was like basically uh, she's a lesbian that has a farm in the middle of nowhere she's nice. a good friend of hers i love her <laughs> but she comes over here and she keeps saying this if you, over and over again basically that it's like white men are murdering and raping women you know like, <laughs> and I'm, like I'm trying not to you know I, i'm pushing back but i'm not trying to be a dick about it yep and my wife is like, well, anyways, I'll tell you what she said, what she wanted to say afterwards, but she actually kept her mouth shut, but she said it in front of our eight year old and I lost my mind. <laughs> you know, it's like, you can't, it's like she, she has no idea that that's like, it's fine. We can talk. She can say that to me up upstairs when we're having a drink or whatever later that night, you know, but when we're down watching cartoons with my little guy, it's not mm. the kind of conversation. And she thinks that's acceptable. And that's the thing that uh, amazes me that, uh, she and she couldn't admit that, um, you know, she's affected by propaganda. Like I could admit that I am, mm -hmm. you know, I understand that, uh, you know, some of my opinions are based around most likely just kind of uh, onslaught of the media and propaganda and stuff. But she couldn't admit on the other side. Yeah, exactly. And she couldn't see that on the other side, that's kind of, you know, how she's been radicalized as far as I can see. We've both been radicalized. She just can't see it. Right. And like, it's always amusing to me. So like, what is like acceptable to one person is always going to be ex unacceptable to somebody else. If you get what I'm saying. So, mm -hmm, but in mm -hmm. her world, like your mere existence as a person, like your, if you voice your opinion, then in the wrong setting, that would be deemed as unacceptable. But mm -hmm. for her to voice her opinion, it, first of all, it's probably always acceptable because she's like a woman mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, sexually, you know, she has a thing going on, but mm -hmm. then, the setting, the context of where that opinion is shared is completely irrelevant. Like, that doesn't matter. Who cares if there's an eight-year-old? They need to know the truth. It's like that righteous indignation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, constantly, they always feel like they have the moral high ground. That's what it feels like. Yeah. You know, no matter what uh, the case. But and my, my wife's opinion was, and she didn't say it, I'm surprised. She <laughs> she wanted to say, well, you know, white men, I guess. But, like, what about like, all the Muslim grooming gangs and the Congo oh, rape villages and all oh. this? You know, but <laughs> she, she didn't say that stuff. But she has an opinion, a, a very reasonable opinion, that there's not enough men in the elementary schools. And mm. that's why there's a, like, and there's a lot of bullying going on and whatnot, even though there's a big push for against bullying or whatever, you know. Yep. But it's happening. And uh, she figures that there's not enough male role models at school. That's her opinion. And yeah. I happen to agree. But she voiced that to our friend, the uh, and, and and basically she the next day she attributed to to me kind of like brainwashing her. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's like okay, so she can't have women. You know, they can think for themselves, have their own opinions, strong girl power, whatever. Until they have an opinion you don't like, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like I was thinking about this earlier today, right? And I don't know if you heard me talking about like what Periscope used to be, and um you know, like the different kind, it was a totally different atmosphere. So we used to have like far left communists and far right Nazis basically in the same rooms talking to each other. And mm -hmm. like if, if the topic of politics came up, then it could be, um, you know, heated at times, but that didn't stop anybody from still being like part of a community kind of thing. And if, 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 if people were telling jokes and stuff, then all of that stuff like just melted away within a second. But that doesn't yeah. exist anymore, and it's now got to be 100% conformity to the ideal, whatever it is, otherwise you're the problem. And But I'm one of the people that sees the people who have that view, like those 
uh, ideological purists. They're to to me, they're the problem because you're yeah. the ones that are stopping people coming in. So it's like I was thinking about like, do I care what certain people think? But in reality, right? So you know, people. A lot of people are not. They're no longer people. This is going to sound harsh, but. There is a collection of people, a growing collection of people who just react to stimuli. So Mm -hmm. if it's a particular word or a particular theme or a particular conversation or whatever it is, they're not actually thinking, functioning, rational people about it. They're just reacting to it. Like a single cell organism or bacteria might react to changes, chemical changes in the atmosphere around it. You know what I mean? So if you pump a little more oxygen in, it goes... And it fit, and it becomes something else. That's what we're yeah. dealing with now. It's, uh, you know, yeah, it's do am- you waste time? It's amazing. Like, yeah, it's you- amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because when when people get together in chat rooms like that that are so different and they actually chat, it it, it diffuses everything. Mm-hmm. And and that's and that's kind of a, a shame that 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 kind of uh, disc discourse go, is going away slowly but surely or quickly and fastly. Hundred percent. And just your—is your wife uh, the lovely young lady on the stream behind you with the keyboard? Yes, my okay. lovely assistant. Uh, every whenever she's on the stream, she's my lovely assistant. But the rest of the time in life, I'm her lovely assistant. <laughs> well, that's that's what a good husband does. Say, I I'm the kind of guy who uh, would do that shit. Um, but only in private. I would never admit it. <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs> well, no. I mean, uh, not to be not to be a bummer or whatever. But know, my wife's not well. My wife's not well, so I kind of have to take care of her a lot. So that's um. Oh, that's that's okay. the that's the deal, right? So well, I hope she, she has MS. Ah, so. yeah, right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope so. you know you can turn the corner on that shit because that's that's some pretty brutal stuff. That's um, you know, I can. That's the kind of thing where you're. It, it would feel like that you're less of a person because you can't do the things that you used to be able to do, right? Yeah, she. Yeah, it's a roller coaster of emotions, you know. Especially, well, it happened after our child was born, so oh, she wow. relates a lot of it to that. So, anyways, it's uh, we've had a rough few years, but you know, in general, she uh, she has a pretty good outlook on things, even though it's always a roller coaster, of course. But I mean, we 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 walk each other back off the ledge, right? You know. Yep. That's yeah, your the, team. Uh, that's, We've been together for like 20 some years now, under wow. 25, over 20. So well done. Like well done, sir. But yeah. And I, so. you know what I like about her? Because you'll be on, you'll, you sit like towards the front of the screen and she sits at the back of the room <laughs> and like, you'll be, you'll be talking and riffing and it's, it's a thing that women can do and it's all women. And I think they're born with this talent. You'll say something that, you know, it might be a little bit. Yeah, well, like a bit on edge or a little bit iffy or whatever. And like she does this thing. I'll try it. I'm in the shadow, so it's a bit hard to see. She'll be looking down at her paper or she'll be looking at the keyboard or looking at something else. And she gives you this look in the back of your head and kind of like, <laughs> like the eyes open up really wide. And it's like you can sense it because every time you turn around, it's like you and she's doing yeah. it. It's like lasers beaming into the back of your neck. <laughs> what a I skill. love it. It's a super talent. Well, it's weird. We used to we used to get upset about stuff like that where we could read each other's mind or whatever, you know, because we we could we knew what each other were gonna say. And when we were younger, it kind of annoyed us, but now it's kinda it's kinda nice. <laughs> yeah. It's comfortable silence well, is really hard to achieve. It's true, yeah. But, uh, yeah, and so the game show idea was basically her idea. That's why uh, she's kind of shy and not really, you know, the podcasting type or anything like that. But she likes doing uh, that kind of side of it, just kind of keeping score and hanging out. She loves that. But the whole thing is her idea. 
cool. um, for the game show. I'm I'm the music guy myself. Yeah. Waiting, waiting, waiting to get his uh, Pro Tools back up and running, which is happening soon. I haven't been able to record music in two months, and it feels like two years. So, wow. I'm uh, well. Yeah. I'm, I'm a former I'm a former failed musician myself. So I was in um, uh, bands for about ten years, playing gigs and stuff, and then uh, oh, nice. You know, gave it all up. I was um, playing guitar in like sort of hard rock. You know, not heavy metal, but kind of hardcore kind of stuff, like helmet kind of shit. For oh, about nice. ten yeah, years, yeah. and then um, that band fell apart, and then I took up uh, double bass to learn jazz. Oh, really? Yeah. You played? I have a double bass. I have a double bass myself. You do too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like that's swing a, music, a... though. Like so, jump blues kind of stuff. Is, oh, yeah. Is what I like. Um, I'm not particularly good at it though because I just I I don't play it often. I probably haven't touched it in like two years. You know, that's a, that's a very <laughs> musician thing to do. Like you play throughout your twenties and your early thirties, and then if you don't make it. You don't go back to the uh, the um, the instrument until you're like sixty or something. You're like, oh, why did why did I stop playing this? Why did I give this up? No. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm glad. Yeah. <clears throat> and Pro Tools, man, I bought a uh, Focusrite uh, audio input. This is gonna be very boring for most of the audience. I bought a Focusrite because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get Pro Tools because I can make music without playing an instrument. Like I, I'm a creative guy. I'll come up with something. I'll I'll make something catchy. And then like the first hour or so trying to figure out how the menus work and trying to figure out like how the different things work, I just went, okay, I'm just going to go back to talking about politics. <laughs> like, this is too <laughs> difficult. You know what I mean? So uh, congratulations you know, I, if you've got the, uh, the tenacity to, for that. I have to learn new things because I'm such a – I'm stuck in the past in a lot of ways. Like it, I, I've always loved old um, mediums like reel to reel, eight tracks, records, all that stuff, and all the things that everyone in this community makes fun of, I enjoy. <laughs> so right. that's all. That's all good. But I do have to get into the. I have sorry. I have gotten into the uh, the present day in the last five or six years, learning Pro Tools and OBS, and just in the last couple months. And it keeps. It feel. I feel like I have. Um, one foot in the old and one in the new because I've still I've never owned a, a smartphone or cell phone you know any phone wow. overhead is plugged into the wall you know and um, that kind of stuff I have a so now I have all this like uh, futuristic gear <laughs> and, and right. uh, anyways it's like but, Encino man you've just come out yeah. of the, come out of the ground and like what the hell is going on here I have to learn all of these new things what the fuck is this a uh, the first bit. the first bit. recording I ever made was um, on a reel to reel. So they, oh, nice. Yeah, I had a friend yeah. who was into that kind of thing as well. So. Nice. No, so that's what I do uh, mostly is play music when I can. And uh, I play with this old guy with silver hair who's like an amazing guitar player, like one of the best uh, in the in the province, we call them here. And uh, yep. I guess they, you, you do too. <laughs> State, states here, but yeah. I, you know, oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, cool. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, whoops. For some reason, I feel like we're connected like with the Queen and all this like uh, other stuff. But the but uh, I guess you're uh, – oh, I don't know. Definitely. I always thought we – we're, as I, I call Canada uh, cold Australia. Like we're we're <laughs> yeah. pretty much the same kind of people. We just talk a little bit differently, but the culture's pretty much the same. You know, that same kind of uh, laid back, cheery attitude to things. And we have the same kind of nanny state working against us oh, two yeah. in different ways. Oh, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I listen. I listen to CBC radio when I drive. I have to. We have, I do a lot of driving, going to practices and gigs, and I listen to CBC radio. And CBC radio is federally federally funded brainwashing. It's mm -hmm. unbelievable. It's, uh, yeah, crazy. Well, ours if is the ABC. So yours would be the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Ours is the Australian yeah. Broadcasting Corporation, which people uh, refer to as Australians Broadcasting Communism. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think some some people call ours the Communist Broadcasting Corporation, yeah, there too. There you go. So we are the same. We are the same people. <laughs> Irrational times. Well, um, thanks so much for joining us, man. Um, so can you give yourself a plug, please? Like, where do people fight? Because people in the chat going, I like this guy. Who is this guy? Who is this fucking guy? Well, <laughs> well, we do show, like, I try to stream. I like to stream, like, an hour before uh, Night Wave or Day Wave. Yep. That's kind of, I, like to, I try to be their lead-in. I don't know. It's kind of goofy, but that's uh, that's kind of my shtick, or time, time slots. Yep. And it's not 100% right now, like, all the time. But, uh, you know, tonight I was actually planning on doing a stream, uh, just with just by myself and just go over just some goofy stuff, but no game show or anything like that. But yeah. you know, it's it's mostly game shows lately until I get my music back up and running, and then it'll be a mix of I don't know. Things are things are kind of um, progressing, and you know, we're kind of trying to evolve to maybe get some guests in the room for the game show too, as well as get people on Discord. And um, you know, we we want to evolve the game shows. We have different things planned out, which I won't give away, but we have uh, different stuff. Like we had the Wheel of Fortune one night. But we're great. planning on having more of that and more like that. Like we're uh, we're purchasing some board games as we speak that are going to bring the whimsy to a level that uh, no one can expect. <laughs> There's too much whimsy. <laughs> That's all the whimsy we had, Karen. <laughs> but but anyways, yeah. That, an hour before night wave or day wave is usually when you can find. Uh, find me with the that's the easiest way to describe it with the time zones but uh, awesome but uh, i've really enjoyed uh, your show boogie you, you have an awesome voice and a great take on things man and uh, oh, really enjoy listening it. to your show oh thanks man and, and yeah. i'm glad that you came on and hopefully we can speak again i do have one last question for oh. you so if i yes. was going to put out a drive so you're a professional musician right I guess. Okay. If around, I, around here, I mean, I've been doing it for 25 years and I, I get paid sometimes for it. Yeah. So I'm, I, I mean, you know. If I was to pass the hat around uh, the the booger, the boogie bros and the bumper babes and say, listen, w- can we hire Irrational Times to write a jingle for this show? Would you be interested in that? Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Okay. Well, I'll leave it up to the audience. Like if, so if you want, so what's your asking price? Is it whatever we come up with or is there like a limit? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can, I can give you a number, but if, if people want to go over and, and, you know, and pay like, you know, uh, $35,000 for song, that's fine. But I would probably say closer to the seventy-five to a hundred dollar range for like a three-minute type. Yeah, for like a three-minute thing, I could. That seems like something I would. Uh, I would be. I would be up for. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, so all right. Well, I'll do this. Whatever the audience chips in to get Irrational Times, the talented Canadian musician who hosts game shows on YouTube, to write a jingle for the Daily Boogie, I will cover the difference. Now, uh, now, when if if I'm getting paid for it, then you can you can kind of dictate some genres or some stuff like that. You know, I'll even give you some uh, some leeway that in that way. So there you go. Oh no, no, I would I would pay you and say, um, you know, you've you listened to this program, you've uh, been listening to this program. I think you've got a bead on, <clears throat> pardon me, on what we do and like what I'm like. I would just say, okay, you go for it. Yeah, the name just the name uh, just feels like a little kind of funk to me. You know, that's like the boogie bumper. It has to be a little bit of upbeat kind of thing. You know, wow, it's a it's a song. (laughs) It's the name of the song, right? So, like when I first started, I would play like uh, swing and jazz and jump blues and Mm -hmm. shit in the background. But um, now YouTube is very you know very hostile to licensing, so I can't do that anymore. So that but that's where the name comes from. Yeah. That's the one thing I, I before I go I feel like I'll brag about is that the I don't I, I all the music you hear on my show uh, I've recorded in some point in my life 
it's all uh, stuff I've recorded. Ninety-eight percent of it, unless it's like some bit I'm playing that everyone knows. There you go. But it. most of the music yeah. in the background or the beginning or the end of the show is all music I've written or been part of a group that has recorded. So I'm proud of that. Wow, there you go. There you go. Well, Irrational Times, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, check him out either uh, around uh, 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. So about or 11 or 1 p.m. and 1 a.m. Something like that, right? That's the window, right? That's about it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Boogie. Excellent, Appreciate man. It. Good talking to you, brother. You too. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Irrational Times joining us live on the show. That was great. I love meeting new people. I love meeting new people and talking to people. And like I said, uh, subscribe to Irrational Times on YouTube. Uh, it is it is a lot of fun what he does. And it's just different. Something different. And, you know, I, again, I'm the kind of personality where it's like, if it's the same thing over and over and over again, I, I you know, it, it, I get bored. Like, I... I'm somebody who gets like uh, very obsessed over something f until like I think I've figured it out and then I get instantaneously bored with it and then I have to move on. So that's why we don't, you know, do the same topic on this show very often, like more than a couple of days in a row because it's I can't physically do it. And if, you know, that's again like part of the reason why I lament uh, the downfall of Periscope is because we used to have that. We used to have a lot of diversity. We used to, and not diversity in the you know the modern day sense of the word, but diversity in the real sense of the word. In that we would have um, audiences who would constantly be challenging each other, constantly be coming from different angles, and everyone accepted it. You know, well, maybe acceptance is the wrong word. Everyone tolerated it because that's to to me that's real toler uh, that's real tolerance is something can be happening over there and I don't feel the need to stick my nose in it and announce to the people who are doing it, you know, <laughs> it shouldn't be this way. He shouldn't be doing this. He should be doing it the way I want him to do it. Like that to me is just like, ugh, fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Again, like I said, mimicking uh, single cell organisms or bacteria just reacting to stimuli not actual thinking, rational human beings, or at least if they are, not the type that I want to be around. That kind of shit to me is just, uh, nah. I don't, I don't even want to know you. I don't even, I don't even want to hear your name. So, Irrational Times is not that. Irrational Times is the polar opposite of that, and that's you know, probably why I really enjoy what he does, because it's different. He does his thing, and it's, unashamed, it's unashamedly him. Like he's doing him, and like I, I just find it. I just think it's great. So, and there's a lot of people like that on D Live. So, if you want to join us on D Live, we are jackpotting tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The chest. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, we are really running overtime tonight. Holy shit! Uh, I do want to check in with John McAfee, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, a few weeks ago. We did what I consider to be the only reasonable, rational thing to do when the world's most powerful country and the light on the hill of individual liberty, ladies and gentlemen, the, the dim glow on an otherwise gloomy night, that being the Republic of the United States of America, when it's on the brink the way it is, you do what has to be done. You do what it has to be done to keep the flame burning. 
you do what has to be done to keep the dream alive. And so that's why uh, about a month ago now, we officially endorsed John McAfee for President of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. So John's been very busy. We need to check in with John. <laughs> and see, this tweet here is why I support John McAfee in one tweet. Thank you, Joe Ng. Thank you, Joe Ng, for the diamond. Much appreciated. Thank you for the tips. Uh, this is That's going to the jingle, okay. Um, well, I'll put everything that I can towards the jingle. And we'll hit um, Irrational Times as minimum, and I'll PayPal it to him, and I'm going to say, okay, go for it, man. Do what you want. Because uh, I trust him as an artist. As a former, like I said, as a former failed musician myself, the last thing that I want, uh, that I would want is somebody to, uh, like, you know, give me too much direction. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be that kind of a musician. I'm not good at that kind of stuff. If you say, here... Here's half an hour. Come up with something and see what you think. I'd be like, okay, I can do something. But it, if it was like, here's half an hour. Come up with something, and here's a whole set of conditions you must conform to. I probably personally, I wouldn't take that job. And I can, I, I respect musicians that can take that job because that means they're real musicians instead of former failed musicians like myself. <laughs> yeah. All right, the the boogie bumper jingle. Let's do this. So John McAfee tweeted this out, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm going to do it, John. <clears throat> a question popped in my mind, in my anal fisting thread about Thai ladyboys, men or women. My uh, experience is limited to them taking home by mistake. But, but, men, in spite of their uh, their male genitals... I have always considered them uh, uh, women. You decide. Uh, image verification. And then he tweeted this up. <laughs> <laughs> so despite of them, despite their male genitals, uh, he considers them women. Which, you know what, isn't a stretch for John McAfee because I would imagine John's the kind of guy like, you know, any hole is the goal might be his motto. That might be his presidential motto. Any hole is the goal. So, you know, it's like, yeah, well, turn them around and they're all sisters. <laughs> I've, I've been to Thailand and I love Thailand and I love the Thai people. But, see, we have this idea of Thailand that it's like a mecca of, like, degeneracy and sex. That's really not true. There are a couple of population centres like Bangkok and Phuket which have these red light districts, but as soon as you get out of those population centres, it's actually like a very, very conservative, um, religious, polite place. Uh, we were with someone who wanted to get um, a, a swear word written in Thai on a tattoo. They wanted a bamboo tattoo and they wanted this tattoo to say, fuck them all big and small, right? And the guy who gave this tattoo, you know what tattoo parlors are like. Um, they want everyone to know that you got your tattoo from them because it's like advertising on people's skin. It's like a walking billboard, right? And this guy who was, again, writing it in Thai because we weren't in Bangkok or Phuket. We were like on one of the islands, which is very conservative, very religious place. And um, he said, oh, I can't do that. And she was like, no, no, come on, come on, I'll pay you extra. And he's like, oh, he goes, look, okay, but please don't tell anybody you got it from here. Like that's how, that's the contrast 
between Bangkok, where you'll have, you know, lady boys offering to fillet you for about $3 American. Like, that's that's the contrast, right? So he's different, John McAfee. <laughs> lady boys. In spite of their male genitals, I've always considered them women. I think he's trying to out Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren. I think he's trying to capture part of the Elizabeth Warren vote, don't you think? And then he tweeted this one out. He followed that tweet with this one. Okay, so forget Thai lady boys for a sec. <laughs> I have the sneaking suspicion because we were talking before about personality types and there's um, a crew of like the inner circle. Uh, you know who you are. And last night we were talking about like, our different personality types and you know pointing out each other's characteristics and stuff. I, I'm going to put this out there. I have a feeling that John McAfee is an ENTP. <laughs> I have a feeling that he's one of us because here he goes. Okay, so forget Thai lady boys for a sec. Forget about the Thai lady boys. That's controversial. Let's move on to Venice Beach manly girls. Man or woman, question mark. <laughs> to which I replied, I don't care. I'm doing that. <laughs> Look at that. Ain't that something? Uh, turn on your Streamlabs. Oh, oh, sorry, Andrew Jackson's taint. What is going on here? Why aren't these things aren't? Why aren't these things playing? Uh, okay. Let me. Uh, it seems like I have to refresh caches and stuff. I I don't know why. I don't know what happened. Uh, let me correct that. I'm I'm very sorry. Because the D Live wasn't working earlier either for some reason. Okay, refresh. Let's refresh these things. Terribly sorry, Andrew Jackson. Okay, refresh, refresh. Uh, okay, let's try this again. Uh, where are you? Hello? What is going on here? Why isn't that playing? Why isn't that playing, man? Um, let's try an older one. Nope. Streamlabs, man. It's just not doing stuff. <sighs> I don't know. I'm really sorry. Um, I don't know why it's not playing. I don't know. And I'm kind of new to Streamlabs, so maybe it's something obvious that I'm not seeing, but I can see it there. I can see the the tip there, but and I'm pressing play, 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 and it says that it's playing, but it's not actually playing. So I don't really know what's going on here. Um, okay, let's try one more time. I'll try and just refresh the shit. Okay, okay. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it's not working. But uh, Andrew Jackson, ladies and gentlemen, I'll, I'll just have to read it out. Andrew Jackson uh, tipped $5 for the jingle fund, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Andrew Jackson. He said, a little money for the boogie woogie bumper boy tune. <laughs> Is that going? Is he going for a title there, the Boogie Woogie Bumper Boy of Company B? 
Uh, Piper Ohio, do you have it open in another window? Yeah, I've, I've got it in another window and then I'm closing that window and trying like the original window. I don't fucking know what's going on, man. Uh, that's really annoying. So, you know, because if you, if you tip the show, you want to be able to get like, you know, you want it to pop up on the screen. That's the whole point of having Streamlabs is so you can, you know, tip the streamer and then shit comes up and it gets read out and media plays and stuff. So, uh, but thank you, Andrew Jackson. I'll try and sort that out. I don't know what's going on. No, no I've, yeah, I'm repeating the alert. I'm trying to replay it. I don't know. It's just not. It's just not showing up. Like I'm not hearing it. I don't know. I don't get it. Um. So, so I'm sorry about that. I'll try to figure it out. So, John McAfee, uh, he tweeted this out, which is a clip from some other show. I think I haven't watched it yet. What my life as a fugitive? Whoa! What my life as a fugitive is uh, like? So let's let's see why he tweeted this international fugitive running from police the latest now on john mcafee back in the u.s now after more than a month on the run in central america international fugitive john oh yeah software millionaire on the run he's convinced that if the police catch him the police will kill him there'll be peace when you are done lay your weary head to don't you cry no more. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. <laughs> we can't run forever. We're going to have to go into hiding. That must be a very hard life to live. The fucking, that is the perfect song for John McAfee. Oh, my God. So, you know, we did the petition about John uh, Donald Trump walking out to Macho Man instead of those awful, cliched, patriotic songs. <laughs> We, we're going to need a new petition. If John McAfee ever goes up on the debate stage, this this has to be his tune. This has to be the thing that he walks out to. Please catch him. The police will kill him. It just fits. He's like a drug lord, says Follow Q. Exactly. <laughs> oh, he's an absolute beast of a man. Sensational stuff. Uh, we got one more thing here from John. Uh, he wrote because he's an artist too. This is the thing I like. So we played uh, the clip of him playing the piano a few weeks ago, and. For me, it was like it was it was a great thing to bring to you because all you've seen is the John McAfee who takes copious amounts of drugs, the John McAfee who fucks uh, you know prostitutes and strippers. You've only seen John McAfee the party boy, but when you saw John McAfee the artist, I think you saw a side of John McAfee that you haven't seen yet, and that is the deep, the soulful, the layered, the introspective, the complicated, the beautiful, right? So he's written a new song for us, ladies and gentlemen. He, it's, it's, he's written, it's my sonata composed for one, the coronavirus, and two, the 2020 elections, and three, anal fisting. <laughs> he's written it for anal fisting. I don't know if that means it's about anal fisting, but it's for, like, it's dedicated to coronavirus. It's dedicated to the elections. It's dedicated to anal fisting. I think that's a very different dynamic. So let's see what John's got for us. 
soulful, isn't he? Just showing a little bit of that chest tattoo. For during anal fisting, says Piper Ohio. <laughs> does him and his wife right they are really truly in love i know we've spoken about it before but when you see the two of them together she just stares at him and smiles all the time they really they really are, it is true love it's not fake confected love you know what i mean it's not the kind of love for the cameras it's not the kind of love for status clearly <laughs> it's it's actual real love he is head over heels in love with her and she with him and we love love on this program, ladies and gentlemen. We love love. We celebrate your love. God damn it, we love love. All right. Let's get to your shit. Let's get to your tweets to close the show out, to close out the 200th episode of The Daily Boogie. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. What an absolute pleasure. Uh, first up, first cab off the rank. Let me just reset that just in case. All right. Kimmy, why censored? Thank you for joining us, why censored? She wrote... Congratulations on your 200th podcast. I've enjoyed almost every second, even when you ignored the safe word, you naughty boy. <laughs> I can't find a single a single submission worthy of this occasion, so I'll have to skate on my wine from a Pringles can. Yes, that was, that was a good time, wasn't it? Drinking pr wine from a Pringles can with the fam. That was probably like the most fun show we ever did. Actually, you just reminded me, should we play the... Should we play the clip? Okay, we'll play the clip. Not the clip of you drinking wine from a Pringles can. You you can do that. I don't want to. I'm not embarrassing people. <laughs> I think that's for private views only. So because we did a show um, based on a story that a woman got arrested in the car park. Was it a Walmart? She got arrested in the car park of a Walmart for riding around on a scooter, drunk, drinking wine from a Pringles can. So we were like, this woman needs to be fucking celebrated. So we did a whole show, uh, wine from a Pringles can, and people were sending in pictures to the Daily Boogie of them drinking wine from a Pringles can. And it was it, like, wasn't just young people. We had like, 
you know, lovely old couples sending in photos of their Pringles can with filled with wine. Like, ah, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm having fun. <laughs> it was fucking great. Those were the days, huh? I think those were the, that was back before the podcast, wasn't it? Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I'm not sure. But we had a good time that night. That was sensational. Because that's the kind of shit that we celebrate on this show. That's the kind of shit that we do here. And I've always done. All right, let's find this jingle. Okay, here it is. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to... I'll put the... I'll put the link in the chat so you can grab it. It's from people called Digital Munchies. I, I don't know anything about them except that they made this jingle and it is fucking amazing. And they did this jingle based on that story that we did an episode based on. So let me go to this and enjoy. This is great stuff. Wine from a Pringles can, best enjoyed on a riding cart at your local Walmart parking lot. Not responsible for getting banned. <laughs> see, look at the effort. See, look at the effort that some people do just to make the world a better place. You know what I mean? So that that would have taken like hours of shooting and editing, right? They had to write the jingle, perform it, record it, edit that. They they had to get dressed up. They had to go out on into the parking lot. They had to, you know, choreograph it. That would have taken hours and hours of planning and thought and preparation and execution just to make a 30-second video to make people like us smile. Right? That's just to make the world a rosier place, just to make the world a little more fun. Those are the kind of people I like. And, you know, the people, again, like, you know, we spoke about them before and present company is always excluded. I know you guys get this, but, you know, the people who are like, you know, just whining old boomers who expect and demand that everybody mirrors them. I've got no time for that. Ain't nobody got no time for that. You don't make the world a better place. You infect it. You pollute it. I don't want to be around people like you. I want to be around people like this. Creative, fun people who make the world a better place just because they want to. Just for the fuck of it. Just to have a little fun for the sake of it. And go through all of that effort and all of that time just to make us laugh. So let's play it again. Absolutely sensational. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love you. All right. We love love. 
Uh, oh, scratch that. I found something. It's a couple of weeks old, but whatever. And it's from Michelle, Michelle Obama, the real first lady. Throwing it back to 1982 prom night and this pink satin polka, uh, polka dotted dress joined the prom challenge. And look, she was with Richard Pryor back then. A very lucky lady. You know when you're like taking a shit on prom night? You keep wiping your ass and you can't get all the shit off your ass. That was that was the world's worst Richard Pryor. I know, I can't I can't get them all. Tell us what your school is doing to register students to vote. Uh, uh. And then a whole bunch of people sending in their prom photos. Uh, a whole lot of Obama love going on. This is sensate. That's great. This couple apparently is still together. Steve Urkel and his lovely wife. Well done. Look at the happy couple there. There's a great website that used to, like, I don't know, old school internet, if you've ever found it, called awkwardfamilyphotos.com. If you've never looked at it, have a look. You'll, It's that kind of thing. Um, okay. That's, I like I like this guy's styling. See, that's the kind of shit that I would dress up in if I'm dressing up and going out. Um, oh, yeah, he was the football captain. <laughs> uh, they were together for a long time until he died, unfortunately. But you know, I'm I thank you for the link, but I can't do I can't do family photos. <laughs> I'm not really a family photos kind of guy. I don't even have a photo album. I don't really, I'm not a photo taker. How about this one? Okay, Ben K. Veritas sent this one through. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Benjamin. Lee County Hospital employee accused of sucking on patients' toes. Oh, yeah, that's some nice, that's some extra care. That's palliative care. Uh, A hospital employee, at least it was their toes, I guess. A hospital employee in Lee County, Florida. Florida! Woo! Florida! It's been a while since we did Florida. Was arrested for allegedly sucking on a patient's toes. (laughs) There are some fucking sick individuals in this world. The Lee County Sheriff's Office says the patient reported the incident Tuesday night after feeling something wet between her toes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you see, Your Honours, I was just like trying to figure out, like you see, because like the charts have got mixed up. So Your Honours... I was trying to like ascertain whether the uh, the the pe- the the plaintiff, the patient tiff, had like uh, the feeling in her feet, you know, because I was like doing my job and shit. So I was like making sure, like, hey, can you feel this? Can you feel the moisture? Because you know that's what we do in the like the hospital game is we take care of our patients. So like I was just making sure that the blood was flowing to her feet and whatnot. So that's like, so I was trying to like uh, ascertain your honors, like uh, if the patient uh, was uh, feeling indeed uh, anything below her ankles. Franz Beldoran, 23, of Lehigh Acres. I <laughs> See, I don't know like American places that much. I know the capitals. I know where the states are and stuff. But... L- sometimes you come across the name of a town that just sounds cheap. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like uh, there's a really shitty, um, cheap, blue-collar, like, you know, immigrant white trash suburb in Melbourne, and it's called Sunshine. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Sunshine. And there's another one called Broad Meadow. So Broad Meadow, you know, that to me is like a place that is obviously cheap. <laughs> oh, welcome to Broad Meadow. So Lehigh Acres sounds like one of those places. He told deputies the whole thing was a misunderstanding. It was a misunderstanding, your honours. It was a misunderstanding. <laughs> I love that shit. According to Fox 4, Beldoran told deputies he dropped his phone and was just picking it up. Yes. <laughs> no, you see, because whenever I drop, whenever I drop my phone, like whenever I put, whenever I bend over, like my tongue just sticks out. Like it's not like a thing that I'm consciously uh, processing, your honors. It's like, uh, you know, when Michael Jordan used to dunk, he used to always have his tongue out. It's because like I'm really concentrating. So my tongue was out, and as I was going down to uh, retrieve my cellular cellular device, uh, my tongue just happened to graze uh, the plaintiff's uh, uh, left toe. So that's what was happening there, your honors. <laughs> Bill Doran reportedly, uh, reportedly worked at the facility for the last four years. He has been charged with battery on a person 65 years of age or older. Beldoran was released Wednesday on a $1,500 bond wearing a monitoring device until a court appearance scheduled for Mark, March 30. There he is, the toe-sucking aficionado. Big toe-sucking fan. God love him. He'll, John McAfee's got his vote. Uh, freak out amongst the dens. Donna Brazil rips RNC chairwoman. Yeah, I did see this actually um, around. And I thought that I put it in a separate... I thought I had that in a separate label ready to go. Yeah, here we go. So I haven't seen this clip yet. Let's have a look. First of all, I, I want to talk to my Republicans. First of all, stay the hell. My Republicans? My Republicans? What, do you think you own people or something? <sighs> Listen to fucking slave driver Donner over here. Whip cracking Brazil. Hell out of our race. Stay the hell out of our race. I get sick and tired, Ed uh, and Sandra, of listening to Republicans mm. tell me and the Democrats about our process. Yeah, that's kind of like how white people feel when you tell them about toxic white behaviour. <laughs> it's kind of the way men feel when you talk to them about what men should do, how men should behave. It's kind of the way white people feel when, uh, you know, Donna Brazil tells them that white people need to behave this way and shouldn't do this and shouldn't do that. Stay the hell out of our race. <laughs> Fucker. I don't care if she says this stuff. I'm not offended. Who cares? First of all, they don't have a process. They're canceling primaries. They have winner take all. They don't have the kind of democracy that we see on the Democratic side. And for people to use Russian talking points to sow division. Russian talking points. You know. You know, we spend a lot of time talking about this uh, Bolshevik. Let me tell you, I would soak his wife's vagina in finest vodka. You know, Vladimir Putin is not so bad. The uh, the journalist that he locked in the prison, eh, they had it coming. They deserve. You see, because they do not understand Mother Russia. They do not respect Mother Russia. Well, Vladimir Putin is correct. And I am average American Joe. My name is American Joski. I am from a small town in a Midwestern American town. I am from America town 
in Midwestern state. I have been American for multiple generation, and I think President Trump is good friend to Vladimir Putin. President Trump should you uh, make strong bond with Vladimir Putin. This is something that uh, all America, like myself, agree uh, with. I am good American Joe. Among Americans, that is stupid. Americans. So, Rana, go to hell. I love because it's similar to the kind of shit that I get from time to time where people are like, why are you talking about our country for? And so there's a very simple reason for that. Um, if you don't want other people around the world to talk about your politics, that's fine. Don't be the most powerful country in the world then, you, you dipshit. <laughs> We're the most powerful country in the world. Why does everyone care what we do? Um, are you stupid? <laughs> I always try to relate it. Um, you don't have to care what goes on in other countries. You don't have to care about the politics of other countries. But we don't have that luxury. Because you are the most powerful country in the world, we have to care what you do because it directly affects us. So why don't you talk about your own country? We do, but we just talk about yours as well. And maybe if more of your own people talked about your own kind of politics, then you wouldn't be on the internet bitching about not enough Americans talking about their own politics. <laughs> Sorry. How come you're talking about us? Oh, I don't have to. Just go back, lose World War II, and then nobody will give a fuck about you anymore. Is that what you want? Okay, now nobody cares about you. Then you'll be complaining that nobody's talking about you anymore. Them's the breaks. So Donna Brazil um, flipping out on television. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Taylor Swift's latest video, The Man. I don't, I don't know if I can play that. I don't know if I can play the music video or not because that'll probably get my YouTube video taken off. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I just won't. Um, but thank you, Jenny. I did see the reporting. Well, I'll get an article about it and then I'll talk about that. You know what I mean? Uh, Bocker Bradley, thank you for joining us. Follow Bocker Bradley on DLive. Bocker Bradley uh, streams games from time to time. Follow Bocker Bradley. Uh, he's one of our new friends. Thank you for joining us, sir. Hopefully we can navigate through stores and public transit without stepping in their support dung. <laughs> What's okay? We've got support dung. Oh, what is this? <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. The, why does the pony look like a burn victim? What is that about? A plan would reclassify emotional support animals as pets and restrict free air, aircraft cabin access to service dogs. Well, see, a dog is a man's best friend. I can go along with dog, right? Dog has worked tirelessly over the centuries and the generations to put themselves at the top, to put themselves at the right hand of man, right? Dog has dog has been loyal. Dog has been faithful. Dog has been loving. Dog has been, you know, like I said, has worked incredibly hard to be man's best friend. So why should we elevate other animals to the same level of dog? I'm sorry. So I can I can agree with dogs being support animals, but not fucking burn victim ponies here. Like, look at this. Look at this. This is a fucking joke. Imagine if you were sitting next to this person and you got a pony's ass in your face while you're trying to eat your shitty airline cordon bleu. Fuck that, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you please move your... 
um, disgusting creature's anus away from my dessert. You know, don't even worry about people uh, hogging the armrest in the middle or put uh, taking their shoes off during a flight. Imagine having to deal with like a fucking pony's ass in your face. Fuck off. <laughs> but a cute dog, mind you, if it's just sitting there minding its own business, it'll be fine. Nobody even notice it's there. Untrained emotional support dogs don't just attack people. They attack highly trained service dogs as well, sometimes ending their working lives. I can relate. I'm a visually impaired person partnering with my fourth guide dog over a 20-year period. Wow, she's going through them. In the past decade, I've increasingly needed to cope with clueless handlers allowing their pets to interfere with my dog's uh, work. As a professor of ethics, I teach students to consider the needs of the most vulnerable. I wish... That's moralism, by the way. That's not ethics. That's morals. As a professor of ethics, I teach my children morality. Uh, Sorry. I teach students to consider first the needs of the most vulnerable. That's not ethical. That's that, that's not an ethical debate. That's a moral debate. Ethics would be how you go about treating people's needs. It's not who do you treat. Sorry. Sorry, professor. Fucking professor. I don't like this person already. <laughs> Over the past decade... Reported emotional support animals have increasingly appeared in stores, restaurants, and airports. The restaurants I'm not a fan of. While peacocks, pigs, and kangaroos make the headlines, almost almost all the animals found in no-pet zones are dogs. Dog biting, barking, growling, urinating, and defecating are top complaints, with one airline reporting an 84% increase in dog-related incidents between 2016 and 2018. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Delia Athy wants me to talk about how wonderful and patriotic Lee Greenwood's song, God Bless the USA. Okay. I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died, who gave their life to me. And I'll proudly stand up next to you in something that it Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. How's that? There's dogs barking in fucking neighbor in backyards all around me. How's that? Did I do it good enough? Is that a good enough now? Can you get off of my back? <laughs> <laughs> now you watch. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was being criticised for not loving the song enough. And now I'll be criticized for singing it <laughs> because they're single cell organisms reacting to stimuli, not actual rational thinking human people. No, but that's actually, Delia, to be fair, if you're listening to this on the replay, I actually laughed when I saw that. I thought that was very funny. So thank you. Uh, Brett Harris, who says Russians don't have a sense of humor? Okay. I hope this isn't in Russian. <laughs> Daria laugh. Can we get a play here? Can we get a little play? I want a little play. Give me a little action. Okay, that's not working. I tell you what I will do for you, Brett, though. I will substitute that with a different clip that I saw. Uh, Kalishnikovs as toys. Russian children playing as young as six take part in a competition to assemble rifles as fast as possible. Watch this little chick fucking go to town on this AK-47. 
I love this stuff. Look at her go. Look at her go. Six years old. The quickest performance during the competition to assemble an AK-47 replica took 26.76 seconds. There you go. And people were tweeting this out going, oh my God, look at the awful Russians. We used to do that shit in our schools too with rifles. Like not even that long ago. Maybe, you know, like uh, your parents' parents were doing, your parents' parents had uh, gun classes in school. They would take their guns to school. So this confected outrage I don't buy into. Uh, Amberlina, thank you for joining us, Amberlina. She sent this one through. Weird news. <laughs> Man is selling body condom on Facebook because it's too snug. It's a bit snug, but as good as new. A secondhand body condom isn't something you see on a Facebook group. Still, a man decided it'd be a good idea to ask locals in Bristol whether they'd be interested in purchasing one after posting a picture of his apparently used latex suit. Tom Rigol posted the image in BS3 Connect, a place for locals in parts of the West Country City to buy and sell and share information. Tom's advert for the body condom got a huge response. <laughs> He wrote, I brought it a few weeks back, but it's a bit snug around the crotch. Good as new, though. $20 collection only. And there is the body condom. Look at that. <laughs> you laugh now, but one day that will be safe sex. But I think the worst part about having a body condom is if you wear a regular condom, you know, you're, um, how should I say? Your the liquid manifestation of your enjoyment is generally captured towards the tip of the receptacle. <laughs> if you wear a body condom, who's to say, like, because, you know, once the deed is done, uh, little boogie kind of, you know, takes a little nap, you know what I mean? And little boogie doesn't stand to attention constantly. So after the deed is done, after he has, you know, expelled what he needs to expel, he tends to retract you know, back to a, you know, a more regular at-ease position. At-ease soldier. So when that happens, what is actually keeping the liquid at the end of the receptacle? If you're wearing a body condom, I would imagine that it would end up in other places, you know what I mean? Around the taint, around the asshole, maybe even up around the armpits if you're doing something particularly, you know, <laughs> particularly robust after sex. I, why would you? I'm not sure. But yeah, I wouldn't be a fan of that. Oh dear. Imagine laying in a wet patch constantly. That's what I think would happen if you wore a body condom. Gypsy just says, ew. Like, I love the difference in the audience. Uh, Kim just writes like, 
a lot of laughing faces. She's p- kissing, uh, kissing. She's killing herself laughing. And Gypsy just writes, "Ew." <laughs> Can't please all the people all the time. Thank you so much for that, Amber Leader. Uh, Thor Service Dog uh, says, "So, when are you starting the Daily Boogie? Your fans are wait. Well, you're too late. Flower Power inline voting. So I'll catch the rest after I vote. Okay, uh, Ben. We don't need no stinking money. San Francisco's no arrest policy has." Uh, anarchic results. Let's have a look. San Francisco. And if you're going to San Francisco, be sure to shit in front of cafes there. And if you're going to San Francisco, you can steal food, cause no one will arrest you. What a fucking heavenly place. You can just take shit off the shelves and nobody cares. You can shit in the street. You can walk into a store, take whatever you want, and then do a shit out the front of the store and just walk home whistling. <laughs> Sounds like a magical utopia. Look at him, just in the shop, just filling up a bag. He needs to stop. He needs to stop. <laughs> I'm tell- oh, well, oh. Because <laughs> the, the guy who's in the store just stealing whatever he wants. I'm sure if you just walk up to him and go, excuse me, sir, you need to stop. Oh, oh, pardon me. I didn't even realize I was doing it. I just, I just have this, you know, I have this tendency to just take things off shelves. I'm very, I'm most, this is most embarrassing. How, how embarrassing? <laughs> oh, this is certainly awkward, isn't it? <laughs> you need to stop. Oh, pardon me. Pardon me, madam. I had no idea. They're just all standing around, just watching. They're filming him. They don't care. Oh my god. Call the police! Call the police! He'll be long gone. See ya. <laughs> he just walks out. See you later. <laughs> Henry St. George Tucker Bumper. Please stop. There's no consequences though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Stefan Sears sent this through. Thank you for joining us, Steph. Back to some good old standard uh, Daily Boogie fare here. Is it possible to degrade and exploit your at-home sex robot? Well, I most certainly hope so. As artificial intelligence advances and our toys become more and more like us, we must consider the ethics of extracting pleasure from the machines. This looks like something that we can have fun with. So, um, you know what, Steph? I'm going to put that in the file and we'll come back to that one. We'll come back to that one at a later time because that's too good. That's an excellent find. So thank you so much. Uh, Tech workers like Sanders and Warren, but their bosses really like Biden. That's from Mother Jones. Sent through from Ben. All of the Democratic presidential candidates, Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Elizabeth Warren, have been the harshest critics of big tech. Both have promised to break up Amazon, Apple and Alphabet, which they say are uh, monopolies. Sanders successfully pressured Amazon into increasing minimum wage for its employees to 15 bucks. And Warren's proposed wealth tax would undoubtedly make a big dent in dot-com CEO's assets. 
Yet Sanders and Warren's skepticism towards Silicon Valley isn't entirely mutual. The two have raised more money from the employees of the 20 major tech companies. That is surprising. With any other... Can- I, I guess it's the thing where people don't process that the change that they want will affect them, right? So if you're like a rich Tech Valley employee, you're voting for racial justice and stuff even though you're white. You're voting for women's justice even though you're a rich woman. You're voting for uh, income equality even though you're exceedingly wealthy. And when they hear the politicians who make these promises like they're going to address those things they don't probably ever really consider that it's going to affect them. Do you know what I mean? So they do it out of conscience or they do it out of some kind of guilt or some kind of uh, faux morality stance, but they don't see that it's going to have very real consequences on their life and their workplace and what they do for a career. I think that's what what's at play there. Not being able to see the next step. Uh, Trump campaign files BS lawsuit against Washington Post on Russia scare campaign. Sorry, I am racing through it a little bit. We've been going for three hours now. Trump campaign files BS lawsuit against Washington Post. We spent too much time on, uh, you know, freaks getting plastic surgery. (laughs) Donald Trump's presidential campaign filed an utterly flimsy libel lawsuit against the Washington Post on Monday, demonstrating that it remains committed to using the media as a target for Trump in the 2020 race. Well, then, you know, stop being such an easy target, I guess. Uh, Trump is still obsessed with removing the Russia stain on his presidency. No, he's not. He likes it. The the more people bring up Russia, the more popular he gets. We know this for a fact. Again, this construction of false reality. The filing uh, follows a recent Trump tweet in which he reiterated his claim that the newspaper and other major media outfits uh, outfits are the enemy of the people. This lawsuit is similar to the frivolous lawsuit the Trump campaign filed against the New York Times last month. It focuses on two 2019 Post articles about the Trump-Russia scandal. The first article, Trump just invited another Russian attack. Mitch McConnell is making one more likely by Greg Sargent, noted that Trump had recently declared that he would accept help from a foreign power if it decided to intervene in the 2020 election. That was a fact. God, I can't, I can't with these people anymore. I can't. It's just all, you know, somebody said a long time ago, and I think it's a great line. um, People who like the president take him seriously, but not literally. And people who dislike him take him literally, but not seriously. I think that's pretty much what you say out. He can make a flippant offhand remark and, you know, 50% of the audience instantaneously, they get it straight away. They get the tone. They get the sarcasm. They get the fact that it's not a real thing. And the other 50%, oh, my God. I'm just, uh, I'm just so done with it. <laughs> I wish I would. I wish that, like, they would just, even, again, even, uh, what are you talking about this for? You're not an American. Yeah, but we still have to listen to it. So I wish they would just hurry up, uh, get the vote done, get him in there. He's going to win. So get him in there and then, you know, we can deal with another four years of fucking bullshit scandals because <laughs> that's the fun stuff. Remember the good old days when we used to talk about uh, how many um, Playboy playmates Donald Trump had had sex with? I want those stories back again, please. Can we have more stories about the shape of Donald Trump's penis, for Christ's sake? 
I don't care how many Russians he's spoken to. He can have Vladimir Putin in the Oval Office. He could be signing over the wealth of the United States to Vladimir Putin right now. I don't care as long as another Playboy Playmate comes out and gives an interview talking about how Donald Trump raped her. That's what I want. That's what I'm interested in. Scandal. Uh, Follow Q says, play the Don Lemon song. Okay, I think, all right, you want the Don Lemon song? A strange request, but okay. I hope you're in here, Follow Q, because uh, here we go with the Don Lemon song. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flowery sweet. But the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. Lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flowery sweet. But the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. There you go. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, who joined in tonight. That brings us to the end of this 200th episode of The Daily Boogie. Thank you so much for your contributions on DLive and Streamlabs tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, don't forget to follow our friends. You know them all. Um, <laughs> Become a supporter by following on uh, by uh, heading to patreon.com slash boogie bumper. Uh, subscribe to the podcast by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to play the lemon song, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogie bumper. Uh, thank you to Irrational Times for, for joining us on Discord, ladies and gentlemen, getting together and having a little chat. It was excellent to finally speak uh, mouth to mouth. <laughs> Is that what we say? With Irrational Times. He's a good guy. And yes, I will investigate the Boogie Bumper jingle. So whatever we contributed tonight will go to the Boogie Bumper jingle. It is now time for the jackpot. We've got 3,000 lemons in the chest, ladies and gentlemen, tonight on DLive. So I'm opening the chest right now. The jackpot. Look at all of it. Look at all of these lemons. Look at all of these fucking lemons. So let's see who the winners are. Big jackpot. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'll be back tomorrow, I think, with another episode of The Daily Boogie. Um, and thank you again. Can I just say 200 episodes? So thank you, everyone who's like a subscriber to the show. Thank you, everyone who comes in here and, you know, contributes and conversates and uh, shares the show out and gives us links to talk about and uh, feeds the general, um, how can I say, the, the general curiosity of this audience. Uh, you know, we might not always be the most popular. We might upset people from time to time, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And I really like, you know, what we've got here. And, and I, I need to thank you because without you, I probably wouldn't have done 200 episodes. So thank you so much. Uh, so tip of the hat to everybody. Um, I'm going to jump out now. So Rock in America, 580 lemons. There you go. Rock in America, Why Censored, Monica, Gypsy and Ben K. Veritas. They're, they are your top five tonight in the big chest jackpot. So thank you everyone for joining in. Um, so I'm gonna get out of here now. I'm probably gonna go to bed and I'm gonna throw on Nightwave Radio. So I just wanna give a little tip of the hat to Mersh and Nightwave Radio as well. Probably my favorite show on YouTube. And uh, he's he's already started, he's already going. So I'll be over there if you wanna say good day. Uh, but until tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for 200 episodes, hopefully 200 more, if we don't all slit our wrists first. That's the catch. So thank you so much. Uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>